Adelaide Test finished in record time. Travi Head absolutely continues to shine. And Shamar Joseph announces himself on the world stage. Big Bash League, is it good? Kind of gets a bit interesting this time of the year. Sixes through to the final. They will face uh, either the Scorchers or Strikers or Heat, who they beat last night. Scorchers and Strikers currently playing live in, in an eliminator. Uh, and we'll find out, I suppose, in the coming days who will be playing in the Big Bash final. The NFL... Well, American football at least. Michigan win the national championship in college ball, uh, defeating Washington Huskies uh, week before last. And playoff football is here. Cowboys and Eagles mm. sent packing uh, on Super Wild Card weekend. Absolute scenes in Detroit. Their first playoff win in over mm, close to thirty years. Over thirty yeah, years. Thirty years. Yeah. And a bit of NBA. Pascal Siakam uh, joins the Pacers. Gets done dirty by the world's funniest uh, photo by ESPN. John Morant's out for the season, shoulder, and Celtics finally lose a game at home. The male Matildas there over there in playing in the Asian Cup. Uh, Sam Kerr of actual Matildas fame has done an ACL, unfortunately, plus a final round uh, previewing the big UFC 297 card tomorrow. Dragons doing Dragons things in the league and the Oz Open, the few weeks of the year where we all become tennis experts. This is on the Esky Aussie Sports Podcast. Like our Aussie Sports, like our US Sports. We do have timestamps. You can skip to the ones that you like and check us out on the socials. We'd like to start the show by shouting a beer. Monks, welcome back. Uh, second Thank show you. into it. Finding your yeah. feet again after, after a bit of paternity leave. Yep, hopefully strong start to the year. Uh, who are you shouting at me? Yeah, uh, I'm going to shout, I don't know who yet, but someone in rugby Australia. Um, <laughs> somehow we were able to hire a new Wallabies coach in Joe Schmidt. A um, little bit of a journeyman, um, mostly, um, well, born New Zealand, but um, has coached the Island national team as well as been assistant coach um, and selector for the New Zealand team. Um, great news for us. He got islands to their first ever world number one ranking in rugby rugby union so hopefully a promising little pickup there um yeah and so hopefully lasts a little bit longer than yeah the, hopefully the lasts coach. more than about six months um yeah so shouting a beer to rugby australia for hopefully maybe bringing us back into some relevance big four years for australian rugby with the uh World Cup going to be here uh, in in four years' time. Uh, I'd like mm. to see how his uh, media sprays go if he's uh, got <laughs> spraying journos. He's certainly got big shoes to fill from Eddie Jones in that department. He sure does. Shauna, this is a, yes. this is a good one. A uh, bit of news. Uh, who are you mm-hmm. shouting a beer? I am shouting Lauren Jackson and you might be familiar with that name uh, because she has gotten herself back into the Australian – I think it's – they're not Opals, are they? That's their netball. No, they're yeah, the Opals. Yeah. Back into the Australian Opals team uh, for basketball, heading into the Olympics for Paris. So I, I believe they're heading over to Brazil at the moment mm-hmm. uh, to play in a you know, warm-up tournament essentially. Uh, but it's good to see Lauren Jackson uh, came out of retirement after six years. She's been playing since 2022, uh, you know, at the tender age of 40, now at 42. <laughs> um, and back back looking to play probably big minutes um, for the Australian side and maybe hunt down another medal. 
unreal scenes. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Feel how our bodies go now. Early to mid thirties, <laughs> got <laughs> us covered. So wishing her all the best uh, with her return, and yeah, might see her at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And looking, yeah. we were looking at our record before. Like basically, go to that, that that sport has been dominant in history, and then really didn't need to do anything to come back. But obviously, no. loved it and had Just love the sport. Was healthy was probably the main thing. She retired because of all sorts of injuries, and um, six years off, she got got healthy, felt good, and thought she could play some basketball. Certainly the most decorated uh, female Australian uh, basketballer of all time. We were reading before three times WNBA champ, mm-hmm. uh, uh, MVP, MVP, I should say. Four times in Australian, did it in the same year, won championships, all-stars, etc. The list is very, very long. You're on a, on a wiki there with the career highlights and awards. You actually have to scroll <laughs> get, get through them all. Yeah. And, for example, she's on the 25th year anniversary team for the WNBA in 2021 – which was still yeah. you know, five years after retired, so she's, no one bumping her out. She was a w, WNBL MVP in 1999. She's going to be playing against girls that were born then. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Absolutely crazy. Uh, speaking of old dogs, new tricks, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, Tiger Woods and Nike will be parting ways after 27 years. There's uh, a few little rumours uh, regarding what Tiger might be doing in terms of apparel and uh, sponsorship moving forward. Maybe teaming up with uh, Roger Federer on running. He could do his own thing. I'm sure a Tiger brand would do very well in its own right. Mm. Or uh, inside scoop from uh, my golf group chat, uh, he's actually joined uh, up with the, the big names Terry Hill and the big man <laughs> at Lowe's. Imagine Tiger on those ads <laughs> from the 1990s uh, with, you know, the, the footy show sort of uh, type operators, uh, Tiger wearing some Hawaiian shirts, uh, you know, look good on your yeah. golf Ooh. day uh, with, with Tiger's sure line would. at Lowe's. Uh, who knows? Uh, probably the last uh, is less likely, but uh, certainly uh, maybe teaming up with, with Fed or, or starting his own brand moving forward. I think he'd do his own thing. I saw he's still doing promotional stuff for TaylorMade, so mm. you know, he's still got his other um, sponsors, etc. But this, I guess, is his bigger apparel one and uh, I wouldn't surprise me if you see some Tiger gear in the not-to-division future. Over a quarter of a century, yeah. it's incredible. Nike and Tiger have been synonymous yeah. Uh through through the the noughties and and late nineties, so um, it's it's a big big departure. I think it's all been amicable. Uh, they just want to do their own things, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what Tiger does moving forward. And he's been playing Rains of Golf recently as well, which is great to see after the car crash a couple of years ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Mop's a good one this week, boys. I'll take it from here. Uh, Ryan Rollins, not a huge name in the NBA, uh, but he's made the headlines in the last few weeks because he was arrested for shoplifting groceries, uh, you know, such expensive items uh, like body wash, uh, candles, etc. from Target. Mate, the cost of living is fucking hitting right at the top, isn't it? Jeez. <laughs> Uh, it is minimum NBA contract still uh, six six uh, figures and and change. Uh, <laughs> it's it's incredible uh, times that we are living in where NBA players have to be shoplifting. Yeah, those. Is he a rookie? Uh, I don't uh, think uh, he's a rookie, but he's he's not very old. Uh, you got the story uh, there, Marks. How many charges they hit him with? Uh, seven charges of petty larceny. Petty larceny. He's a yep. sophomore. He got drafted last year, twenty twenty two. I should say. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, those rookie dinners must be hitting him pretty hard. Oh, I reckon, eh? Still recovering gosh. from them. So uh, thoughts and prayers with Ryan. Hopefully he's getting dinner on the table. Uh, doesn't go to the big house. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll probably uh, get, a, get a fine, some kind of uh, misdemeanor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, should we talk some cricket? Yeah, if we, we do that, you slide this back. You come closer. 
James does oh, the count. Getting nice and cozy. Get Mike come more into shot, please. Falling off the shot. Yeah. There we go. There we Is that go. better? Huddle All up, right. boys. Huddle up. Yeah, Australia, West Indies, we kind of feared that it would uh, be over pretty quick. There were certainly patches here where the mm-hmm. West Indies mm-hmm. looked mm-hmm. quite good. Uh, they're, you know, they're we, bowling. We might have a contest. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, a little bit of resistance from a couple with the bat, but mm-hmm. uh, overall pretty much one-way traffic, pretty much as expected. The uh, end of day two kind of really killed them. Mm. Exactly. Uh, the the teams, so mm-hmm. all the, the speculation over the last sort of six weeks, uh, a fair bit on this podcast and yep. elsewhere, uh, was who was going to be the replacement for David Warner. Uh, mm. There was late mail sort of coming through a few weeks ago that Steve Smith had put his hand up, said he's keen to go up. People mm-hmm. thought he was joking. He's like, nah, I'm not joking. I'm fucking one of the best batsmen of all time. Yeah, sick of waiting, <laughs> uh, et cetera. Yeah, that's right. Half the time I'm in there early anyway and I average about 100, I think, when I am in there early. Uh, so he did end up getting the gig. Now, that meant that Cameron Bancroft, Marcus Harris snubbed and Renshaw mm. probably anointed as the man in waiting uh, yep. given that he was in the squad along with Scotty 12th. Boland. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of thought that Cam Bancroft had done enough in in the shield. I sort of made that clear a few weeks ago on the pod. Um, mm. And Marcus yeah. Harris actually came out and uh, was quoted as saying it's a bit raw with the disappointment of the selection or the non-selection. So it's up to the selectors mm. if they want to pick me or pick specialist opening batsmen anymore. So he's very much of the ilk that uh, people that are opening in Red Bull cricket here uh, should be considered as openers for the test team. Where do we stand here, boys? I thought it was interesting because then there was also the conversation about Bancroft and maybe the bad blood with the, mm-hmm. the bowling crew um, and uh, Bailey came out and said that isn't the case. I've spoken to him. But he's it's, not going to come out and say, well, that is the case. The, yeah, yeah. The no one yeah. likes him. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but he, he reiterated that he's got to do his work. He's got to go go away and um, keep performing. And you kind of ask, like you say, he's been dominating the Shield. Two years. Got the most runs. It's like what more can he be doing? Um, so you kind of question, like, like, really, is there something else else there? But unfortunately for mm. him, that probably could be his last chance. And well, there's actually might be well, a potential for someone to play in this second uh, West Indies tour, but mm, we'll get to that mm. in, later on. Um, but yeah, but outside of an injury, these guys probably not looking at getting a spot anytime soon until injury or Usman uh, retires. Yeah. I think the retirement think, thing's completely valid. Bancroft's 31. Yeah. That's like yeah. when Mike Hussey was starting to play test cricket. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think the, the ship has yeah. completely sailed. No. I think he's certainly missed out on a, on a huge opportunity. But yeah. we're going to yep. see a massive rollover of, of names in the next 18 months, two years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm not going to say that, he, you know, his, his test career and aspirations of getting back into the team are, are done. Obviously took a, no. took a big hit. This was a golden opportunity. And yeah. the selectors have, have shown that, you know, they, they need Cam Green or they want Cam Green in there. Yeah. You know, the bloke yeah. averages I, 60 batting at four in the shield. They want him batting yeah. in the middle order and, and developing. And mm-hmm. That's and, the thing. Like, and his preference is playing at four as well. So mm-hmm. he's yeah. kind of put that out. I think the, 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 the thing on the well, picking a specialist opener is probably a correct point. Um, but I think Steve Smith nullifies that because he's Steve Smith. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like Isn't you need to have Cam Green in a squad and the rest of the squad picks itself. Like you, there's just no room. You, yeah. you can't you can't put put any specialist opener in at the moment um, as long as Cam Green's there. Yeah. Um, and I'm putting, yeah. putting Smith in there like Smith Smith. So 
Um, he, he looked pretty comfortable. He probably even slightly more aggressive than I thought um, mm. against against the new balls being an opener. Maybe he'd slow his pace down, but he, he still wanted to work, still wanted to, to get going like traditional Steve Smith. And mm. um, I think that's that's good. What did you think, though, of his role in his two innings for this? Well, can't say anything in the second innings. I'm chasing fucking 25. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first did he beat his score in the first innings, though? Um, I think no. it was. Yeah, I, I think it was, it was quite. He didn't, I, so his first inning, he's got 12 runs and he got 11. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is that slight concern there that, you know, only 12. But then you look at Manus and Green didn't do a whole lot until – Travis Head came out and uh, did the, the dominant amount of the batting. Mm. Also, but then like – It's also one fucking innings. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's also one innings. Yeah, and it, that's what I'm saying. Like the others around him did nothing as well. So mm. it's it's yeah. not like um, he was letting the side down. But yeah. you would have hoped he'd probably scored a couple more against the West Indies. Oh, too. everyone was talking <laughs> about <laughs> here comes 400, <laughs> yeah. breaking Brian Lyra's record, etc. Perfect <laughs> opportunity. Yeah. Got the itch and it would get to Shamar Joseph in a second, yep. but he, yeah. he got a good seed, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking yeah. of, uh, Shamar Joseph was one of three debutants in this side uh, to go along with Justin Greaves and Cavum Hodge. You take out the names of Craig Braithwaite, Kamara Roach and Elzari Joseph and there's literally less than double-digit tests between mm. the, the remaining eight players. I, I saw a graphic that had, I think, West Indies last 20 uh, centuries and Braithwaite had all of them but... Um, one, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that one. Which is so, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. There was a period when n- right. none of n- no openers. I'm pretty sure because I think um, Kyle Mayers had a few mm. and obviously is elected to play T20 uh, instead of being with this side. But yeah, out of the openers, it was it was just Braithwaite okay. and no one for for a long time. For a very long time. We did speak about it in the last ep. Uh, we probably won't go over it again. The demise of West Indian cricket and, you know, maybe possible demise of, of test cricket at least for the lower tiered nations. Uh, mm-hmm. Do check out that video um, if if you want the, the yarn on that. But uh, uh, it's uh, not looking good for West Indian cricket moving forward when, when half their players or, you know, half their guys with experience are opting not to play test cricket. Mm. Yeah. But, but I thought that some, a couple of guys in this um, showed – Showed themselves well. Yep. Kirk McKenzie, yeah. uh, he's, you know. He looked really comfortable in the second in as well. Got 50 in the first. Yeah. And he thought he'd keep going but then he um, got out. Uh, and then he looked pretty solid. I think he, what, he got 20, 26-ish in the second. Looked again like he was settling himself in and then got out as well. But I think in that middle order, well, coming there in the third, but in the middle order he thought he was – um, pretty solid for them while everyone else was kind of falling around. Oh, yeah, 23-year-old Jamaican hasn't played a whole heap of first-class cricket and then, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's facing the, the best quartet ever, uh, which we'll yeah. get to in a second, yeah. uh, and, and looking reasonably comfortable at times out there. What did you think of the uh, decision to uh, to have a bowl? It's uh, I was actually surprised at this. Uh, it's only the ninth time in 82 tests at Adelaide that the winning captain has ha- had a bowl, uh, so close to... 10% uh, and only once in all the tests at Adelaide prior to, to this one starting, uh, a team uh, chose the bowl first and went on to win. That's now now twice, obviously. Mm-hmm. The boys just want to get in and get it done. That's kind uh, of how the match played out. Seems like it, yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> based on the results as well, it looks like a bowler's pitch. So, um, I think they obviously thought it, there was uh, enough in it for themselves that um, it wasn't going to be like a complete road that they could just bat for ages on. That you know, So, it was, yeah, it was, if that's the advantage, might as well pick the advantage instead of um, just batting for the sake of batting. It's a, it's a good point. Uh, Dex certainly had a little bit, a little bit of uneven bounce, especially, especially early. And it's uh, 
kind of the the polar opposite of the the Adelaide that we were, you know, sort of became accustomed to at least as we were coming up. Um, you know, as fans of the game, the mm. the old Adelaide Highway where. You know, anything sort of less than four fifty, you might have been asking for for trouble. So, yeah, well, obviously, the right forty wickets fell in, in, in two and a bit days. So, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, there was definitely something in the road in the in the pitch for for the bowlers. These bowlers are doing everything right, except for when it comes to the tenth wicket partnership. Mm-hmm. This was the third time in twelve months that uh, we've let the the last two concede more than fifty. Obviously, uh, we we're just talking about it with with Amir Jamal uh, and the Pakistanis uh, getting close to a hundred run partnership. And I saw a graphic, and I'm going to see yeah. if I find it. But the, the, the pitch marking, like where, no, where they were bowling. No, no, to no. These guys? Uh, that against Australia, I think it was either in the last 12 or 18 months. The tenth wicket averaged the most runs against us. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I had an average of like 27. Everything else was like 26, and like in that space. Really? Yes. More than one through four. <laughs> yes. I'd like to see that graphic. I'll see if I can find it. I definitely uh, tried to keep it because uh, they were talking. The, every, the the coverage was talking about. It, everyone's been talking about it. That for whatever reason, come the tenth wicket, the the Australians they kept they bowl short. They yeah, they're just bowling at these guys' heads. I I think they pretty much yeah. and they they bowl stuff that they want to throw them to throw the bat at as well. Mm. Yeah. So, so you know, f- uh, fishing for errors essentially. Yeah. Them, uh, trying to sneak it up instead of you know being aggressive like they have been for the top order, going or attacking the, the stumps. Yeah. Um, there was in, in that partnership they faced eighty four balls. One was hitting the stumps. stumps yeah, it's the same. hundred percent agree. What you should do, you should save them, bro. Screenshot. <laughs> I, I did. I'm looking at the ones over. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus, too, too many screenshots. Save. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Interesting. I might. Whilst you're looking yep. for that, we might mm. go under the the quartet. Just keep yeah, running myself. So Hazelwood, two hundred and fifty wickets, uh, really nice. Actually, uh, little setup there to to uh, mm-hmm. Alik Athanasi to take the top of his off stump. There was first two uh, was just making him play, just making him play, just put one uh, just a, a little bit shorter, but it was still hitting the top of the top of off. He left it and it took uh, took the took the bail. Uh, so all four now uh, have 250 test wickets in Hazelwood, Cummins, Stark and Lyon. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the first time ever that uh, that four guys have played in the same match that have 250 test wickets. The caveat is at the time. Yeah, uh, at the time. So, yeah, at the time. So we're thinking about Lee, McGrath, Gillespie, Warren. They all end up getting 250. But when they yep. played together, Lee didn't quite have his 250. It was making me think of, you know, the best bowling quartets of all time. You Ask you know yeah, uh, anyone that's a bit older, dads. If um, if that's your your cup of tea, who you talk to you uh, talk to for for your old cricketing information, a lot of them will, will tell you that uh, that that Garner and Holding and Marshall and Croft uh, and the and the like uh, back in the eighties were were pretty uh, handy. Um, but there's a real argument now that this four is is possibly mm. the best quartet. Of all time, I was looking uh, last night at a, f- at a few sort of bowling partnerships, and obviously, you know, Broad and Anderson uh, have over a thousand wickets together. But in yeah. terms of an awesome foursome, they didn't yep. really have uh, people to go with them for extended periods of time. Graham Swan played a fair bit of cricket with them, uh, and yeah, you think of other bowling partnerships. You know, Wazi Macram, Wakar Yunus, Courtney Walsh, and mm-hmm. Kirtley Ambrose. Uh, the the the, tri- the triplets of uh, Antini, uh, Sean Pollock yeah. and and Aaron Donald back in the in the late nineties, but I don't think a team has just had a, a pick it and stick it kind of option that we've had with these f- mm. four. 
Uh, and it's it's such a, a luxury for Australian cricket fans, uh, you know, that we've just sort of become accustomed to these are the four provided they're fit. And then yep. we've got, a, you know, some depth off the bench, if you will, with uh, with Scotty Boland and Jai Richardson yep. when he's come in and the future's obviously looking towards uh, possibly Lance Morris. Uh, but we're, yeah. we've really been been blessed with uh, with with these four bowlers over the, over the last sort of ten years. Yeah. Um, the fact that they've got a thousand wickets plus, you know, yeah. it's, it's more Together. like thirteen hundred, isn't it? With with Lions, yeah. Um, that, that, we're looking at how many tests that has to has to be to actually get that many. Yep. Yeah. That's what was it? Sixty five tests or something of every single wicket. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, we, I think we, and you, you sort of touched on it as well, like the fact that they're healthy. Like Cummins has been in and out of the squad. Mm. Hazelwood's been in and out of the squad. Yeah. Lions last year. Hazelwood um, debuted a bit later as well. So Yeah, so. Yeah. I think we worked it out. It was about 134 tests since Lion debuted. Yep. Uh, and interesting, I was surprised that Lion, Stark and uh, Cummins all debuted within three, four months of each other. Yeah, <laughs> so and Cummins was out for mm. four years. Yes, yeah. Um, but then that worked out to about, you know, 2,640-odd runs available and they've taken – Wickets. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, wickets available <laughs> and they've taken 1,380. So, yeah, just over half of them. Um, but like we said, there's plenty of different other ways to get out. So for the, them to get 50% um, just shows, one, how dominant they've been in the squad. They've No one's mm. been able to break into it. Uh, and they've also – their consistency outside of those guys missing a couple injuries, um, they've been able to play for as long as they have. And that's the, that two and a half thousand odd, odd wickets available in their careers so far. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take into account, you know, weather. Doesn't yep. take into account a team, yep. you know, losing to, to an India yep. or, or not or taking something. all, exactly all where, twenty wickets in a test matches. It, yeah, exactly right. So, I think if if you wanted to argue the case, it's the best quartet of all time. The the, the stats are certainly there to back it up. Mm-hmm. For mine, a team that involves McGrath and Warren, uh, you know, the arguably greatest spinner of all time and greatest Australian quick of all time, yep. uh, pretty hard to argue against. So whether or not you go with Lee and Gillespie to, to back them or, or insert other two here, um, I suppose the caveat there is they they didn't play as much cricket together as a foursome. I think uh, yep. that four in particular had about 16 tests together. So these guys are approaching 30 tests together. Yep. Yeah, and likely they will continue. It's mm. pretty most likely that Cummins and Hazelwood will get past 300 while they're all still playing together. Yeah, so, so we'll be able to talk about this in maybe yeah. 18 months' time with, yeah. with all of them having 300 plus. Yeah. Um, another 52 for Stark in that time frame is probably a bit too many to get to. He's 400. So, uh, you know, because they, they Not are. impossible. But, but they all also do steal wickets That's, from each yeah, other. So exactly that, right. that, is, yeah. that is the challenge with this is who gets what wickets because um, Hazelwood and Cummins basically took all the wickets. Yeah, in this test. Yeah. This, so. um, I did find that stat. It was for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the summer, this, this summer, this summer, yeah. eight, oh, three, yeah. eight innings, yeah. So that was the graphic they showed on yeah. Channel Seven, and then I've got another graphic that pulls it up and compares it. But yes, the average is twenty-seven for the tenth wicket. Second wicket um, is for twenty-six average. The sixth wicket was twenty-six. The third, twenty-five. I'm going down in order. Four, twenty-four. Seven was twenty, and then the first was sixteen. <laughs> 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 the reverse batting order. Yeah. But, and then eight and nine were the lowest at 14 and four. Yeah. Um, and then five was there at 15. So so uh, for, for this summer, which is four tests so far, the the place to, to, to bat, to bat, bat is, is yeah. 10 and, and, well, the 10th wicket at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Just don't tell any any international teams that they might we might, might have cracked a code in 
Australian well, cricket. Well, maybe the bowls maybe. They've got to reverse the order. Just attack, attack the, <laughs> true. the stars. Yeah. True. Well, we did well, it. In, we did it in England. I felt like we lost our way a fair bit and mm. tried mm. to short stuff, just fishing for. Um, Happy to bleed runs and fishing for mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it bit us a few times where we bled too many runs mm. and then had to change the plan. Uh, I think if we'd just stuck and been aggressive, um, it might have been better. Uh, and this this pitch, the fly this game for us, especially both sides, it was like it was a uh, seamer's paradise. Like mm. if you hit line and length, you were getting wickets. So anyway. There was a man who was able to hit a fair bit of line and length, uh, pretty much unknown before this test, Shamar mm. Joseph. He'd only really bowled with uh, tape balls and fruit, I, I was hearing, uh, yep. for up until about two years ago. Uh, he gets scouted uh, in Guyana, uh, who sends him off to a bowling camp. Curtly Ambrose sees him there, gets thrown into the uh, Guyana uh, first-class t- team, plays five mm-hmm. games for them, mm-hmm. hasn't played any international white ball cricket, and then he's into the Adelaide Test. And what does he do with his first ball in Test cricket? Get Steve Get Smith. Steve Smith. <laughs> <laughs> what an unbelievable Dave Boo for Shamar Joseph, hey? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and what was his final figures for, for the first innings? I think he, he got five for eighty odd, maybe. Yeah. Um, getting his first five for as well. Mm. Like uh, we were saying, it's like you know we're probably hope well hopefully watching uh, the first West well, another West Indies megastar potentially. Mm. Well, you know he's the kind of guy, and they did heaps of press with him here in Australia, like. The, I'm um, talking to him a bunch. He's a pretty cool down-to-earth guy. Um, he's the kind of player that you want to try and build around, you want to market, et cetera. Mm. Um, you know, the risk is now that some T20 squad is going to turn around and throw <laughs> big money at him and he'll disappear. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, mm. you know, he, he can stick him into West Indies cricket for the foreseeable future because, um, like, yeah, he looks like a real talent. And he looked dangerous again in the uh, – he only got, I think, one over in um, – one or two overs in the second innings. Um, but that line and length, he just uh, he beat the bat all the time, and mm. he just like he looked, he looked the most likely for them to to take runs, um, to take wickets. Sorry, yeah, five for ninety four uh, in the in the first innings for Shamar Joseph. He's not a real tall man either. He's only about five foot ten, five foot eleven, Both which is quick, yeah, quite unusual mm. for for quicks. But yeah, it just goes to show you don't have to be. Tall and lightning fast. The bloke was just putting it on the shoebox and, you know, a little bit of same movement and, and that's how you get wickets. Yeah, and his figures would have been better if it wasn't for Bravo's head that decided yeah. to stick around <laughs> and get a, get a ton while everyone else was kind of falling around him because I think when Travi came out, well, we were five for a hundred odd. Uh, it would have been four, four no, no, three for something because he's batting five. five yeah. uh, three for 67. 67. Mm. I feel like yep. we were down five for about a hundred or something and then uh, he and um, – the carry kind of solidified it a little bit now, because everyone yeah. else was dropping. Really we're, we were five for hundred and twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he had to do he had to do most of the work to hundred percent. He did, um, and I think it was good for you know Kerry Stark and Cummins kind of just hanged around. Even Nathan Lyon threw in a fair bit there at the mm. end, mm. Um, but you know hanging around uh, so he could keep going. Got to talk about him. It's his seventh uh, Test century and mm-hmm. saved our ass really in the in the World Cup in a, in a few of those mm-hmm. knocks as well. Mm. Um, him and and it was Mitch Marsh in the Pakistan series that was yep. saving us. Yep. The is there a bit of concern here with this top order and the the lack of runs? Uh, obviously, we've spoken a lot about Marnus and, and Smudge by their lofty standards mm-hmm. haven't mm-hmm. been really up to scratch. I feel like if we dish this up against mm. India uh, in twelve months' time, we're getting hammered. Yeah, gonna 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 be in trouble, and uh, I think that's gonna be the the caveat. We you know we can do we can have Steve Smith as an opener. We can try some things out against West Indies, uh, mm. but we also need to see runs from him and then the guys around him as well. 
Uh, Usman's been Usman, uh, but mm-hmm. Manus needs to fire. And if Cam Green's going to be four, he's going to expect to hit, need to hit runs because mm. um, those other guys haven't been at their best. So, yeah, those four you'd expect expect a decent score against um, the, the likes of West Indies. Uh, you look at uh, who was taken, who knocked over those four, Joseph. Shamar Joseph, all so, of them except yeah. for Usman. It's, yep. it's, yeah, it's, it's a pretty incredible debut to, to have the scalps of, of Smith, Labashay and Green at the, at the top of the order. Yeah, I wonder if it was just mm. kind of a guy that, you know, they didn't have any film on, they weren't sure what to expect and he just uh, was just so good with his line of length, had a bit of movement, they just uh, were, were eager, too eager to score thinking they were getting yeah, good scores. Yeah, I think he was, he was just too good. Yeah. Like, of course, they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have had barely anything mm-hmm. on him, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I don't know how much they're out there studying different, different bowlers. Probably Smudge would be there. <laughs> <laughs> I think at that kind of level, they would have watched some stuff and kind of try to work out, you know, some some tendencies. I think they'll probably be better in the second innings, um, having you know have faced it. They kind of see what they're expecting out of this young West Indies team, and um, you know they they those outside of Usman, those guys in the top four, they would be hoping for a good score um, in the mm. next in the next Test match. Mm. Uh, so for all the good things they did with their with the ball and you know pegging Australia down to uh, two hundred eighty three, mm-hmm. it was just a nightmare in that second innings for the West Indies. They what they lost three. If they got Trav head, uh, Tra- Travis head out, yeah. then, then this is a test match. Hundred like percent, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like, yeah, head was a difference. Yeah, he he, he was the difference. Uh, Hazelwood. Maybe a little stiff not to get the the mm-hmm. man of the match uh, after getting wickets in each of his first three overs. The windy started three for seven, and then he just got started to get the well, feeling. He also got a fourth in his fifth over to be four for two. So <laughs> incredible <laughs> from from the big bush horse. Yeah. He had nine for the test, didn't he? Didn't mm-hmm. quite get the the ten for no. uh, nine for seventy nine. He had on the on the test mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said Lyon post match are always sticking up for for fellow bowling partners. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah. why they work so good as a quartet. Yes. They've all got each other's backs. That's it. He just stuck the boot into Trav Head. Said, mate, he got a hundred and then got out slogging. It's like <laughs> taking three wickets and then putting the feet up <laughs> and saying you're not you're not bowling for the rest of the day. Good little bit of banter there between the Aussies. Uh, probably the the most concerning thing to, to happen late in the test match was uh, Usman getting struck uh, and having to retire yeah. hurt. A little bit of uh, concern around concussion. Uh, Mugs, if you mm. wouldn't mind just chasing any sort of news uh, in the last. The, the, sort of the big hours. risk was jaw fracture because the mm. ball kind of bounced off his shoulder and went under the face cage and hit him flush on the chin. Um, so you know they're talking about boxing, boxer's jaw. You know you hit one side and it breaks on the other. Uh, but and he, he looked like they checked him. He was spitting out blood. Maybe bit his tongue a little bit. Mm. Um, but they took him off for precautionary. The scans came back negative. negative yep. They're watching him for mm-hmm. concussions. Um, but uh, nothing recent. So no recent news to say that he, you know he could potentially miss. But might open the door to one of these other young fellas. Uh, if Usman wants to have a rest, but I, I don't I'm think he'd he he have to be uh, getting scratched by the team doctor. Yeah, Did, yeah, what was yeah. his so his post? He said, uh, "Thanks for all the well wishes. I'm yeah. I'm all right." And he, he also said, um, "He has, said I'm fine. Just wanted Manus, Manus to, to hit have, the running run, yeah, the winning runs, have so. a bit of a stick." Yeah, so he came out, had faced two <laughs> balls, and hit one run to win the game. So. Um, yeah, certainly looked a little dicey when it happened, but it seems uh, he's he's all good. So yeah. I just monitor a little yeah. bit of sort of post concussive stuff, but uh, in terms of his jaw, he's all good. I I, I would be very very surprised if he's not playing uh, in Agreed. Brisbane, and I, that surely won't be his call. Shortest test in Adelaide history. We alluded to that at the start. Uh, two days and just under a, a session. 
Uh, was this dumb scheduling again from Cricket Australia to have this test, A, starting on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. B, not being a day-nighter? I think, uh, you know, f- few South Australians were pretty miffed uh, about losing the, the day-night test uh, mm-hmm. and it going over to mm-hmm. to Brisbane. Maybe they were scared that if it was a day-night test and the ball hooping around, it would have been even shorter. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but they've had well, all – They're the going to have a day-night test for the fifth one. They yeah. are. And, but that's it's not like they've, they've um, scrapped – Day night test. Yep. That's the fact that it's been no. such a success for Adelaide, yep. and yep. I think their premier yep. and uh, some people were speaking up about, hey, you know, wh- why did we lose this? Yes, exactly. Uh, but the, in terms of scheduling, uh, a lot of people back at work, and credit to the Adelaide crowds, you know, 16,000 yep. people rocking up yesterday PSA, for yep. a, a, just under a session of, of cricket. Yep. Should they be looking at this and looking at the, the opponent and think, oh, maybe we start this on a Friday and, you know, if it goes <laughs> two in a little bit days, at least we've got, you know, a Saturday over of, the weekend. Of, of people watching cricket. We're all, you know, Saturday yep. today uh, and uh, should have been day four and didn't even go close to making day four mm. and, and no. you miss out on a lot of uh, primetime viewership. Uh, conspiracy. Hmm. <laughs> oh, this would be good. <laughs> no, no, no. Get your hats out. <laughs> Cricket Australia has probably looked at this and gone, this test ain't lasted three days. Let's put it on Wednesday so we clear the runway for the big bash league for the, for the knockout game on Saturday night. <laughs> Not a bad conspiracy. <laughs> no, no. Because to me, it makes a little bit of sense. There was like, there's no way yeah. West Indies are going in four days. I mean, yeah, that young squad. It's just like, let's push it forward a little bit just yeah. and, yeah, clear the air. So we it's can, a win-win can for get them. The they have have a test on the weekend, or they've got the back uh, the uh, BBL as your backup. Yeah, and that's a per- perfect segue into the the BBL. And you know, we saw a sold out SCG for the Sydney Smash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what was Which happening in the Sydney Smash? The <laughs> test players were there. It was Warner <laughs> against Smith. All the pregame hoo ha about Warner catching a chopper from his brother's wedding. Yeah. He must fucking yeah. hate his brother. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't know why you'd be leaving your, your uh, brother's wedding to play again, Big Bash. Conspiracy. Cricket Australia's probably gone, Warner, mate, we need you playing in this in this game because we want to sell tickets. He's like, no, nah, I've got a wedding. I, there's absolutely no way I'll be able to get there unless you get something like a helicopter, ha-ha, and they're like, done. <laughs> get to the chopper. Yeah. Get to the chopper. He's like, oh, shit, really? Yeah, he's like, yeah, because we, we, we want it there. And it was. It was. It sold, it sold out. Yep. Forty-two thousand were in there. The the biggest by far. Mm-hmm. Um, they average, I think, was twenty-two thousand. So it's mm-hmm. almost double. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to get to the sold out, but they, uh, it was significantly more. And yeah, I think it was one because, like we said, it's a Sydney smash. But two, they had the big names there. And I think we wasn't the exact example I used the last podcast. But you know, what what would you do if you had? Smudge versus Manus, I think, was my example. Mm, the, which would well, be the heat would play. Yeah, but we've got it here and it really hit home the, the message is like, yeah, people will show out if the big 11, mm. the, Australian, mm. the, top, the Australian top 11 are playing uh, big bash games. They didn't get to see much of Steve Smith, unfortunately. No, and he, not much from Warner either. So. He, he, had a, he had a golden quacker <laughs> smudge. Uh, pretty much hit it out of the screws but just straight down uh, deep yeah. square legs. Throat, you see uh, Warner... Chirping him bef- mm-hmm. beforehand, mm-hmm. taking guard. Yeah, that's not square. <laughs> you're, you're a bit off. So. Yeah, that's right. If you're going to open the batting, you should be able to mark it properly, etc. <laughs> Didn't age really well because – but I would have made 37. It was yeah. just a pedestrian 37 and they and they got bowled out. So mm-hmm. um, it wasn't actually the greatest spectacle from the uh, the test players in the mm-hmm. end. Tell you who was good, bloody uh, Sox, Steve O'Keefe, three for 13 off his four overs, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. 
that uh, I think he's been the most economical bowler in the Big Bash so far. He's going a, a tick over six runs and over. Uh, and he's announced that he's retiring at the at the end of the year. So six is straight through to the Big Bash final. So mm-hmm. Sock will be hoping to, to leave as a, as a multiple uh, Big Bash champ. A uh, few other games had sort of uh, into the lead up uh, into these uh, playoff games that we'll talk about in a second. Uh, the the Heat finally lost the game. Uh, the Scorchers beat them by thirty five runs. So maybe good to get that loss out of you know out of the way uh, for for the Heat. Um, didn't help them last night. They lost it again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they they didn't go uh, into it uh, being undefeated. AJ Ty very good in that one. The big one in the in the uh, Melbourne derby between uh, Renegades and Stars was Aaron Finch's mm-hmm. last game. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a little bit of a, a pregame thing for for him at Marvel again. Um, he he, he was, said he was a little embarrassed and uh, much like Smudger in uh, in the Sydney Smash, uh, he, he got a quacker as well. Mm-hmm. He hadn't even been opening this season <laughs> so they promoted him up the order to try and give the people what, what they, they want, want and, yep. you know, send him off uh, uh, on, a, on a high note. Uh, but he, he got a quacker and got caught by his good mate Glenn Maxwell as well, uh, which was a little <laughs> bit funny. <laughs> I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe Maxie just, just, just dropped the dolly yep. and, you know, yeah. Let him go <laughs> out there, but it's still competitive, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sean Marsh announced after this that he's done as well. Uh, he had 64 not in that game. Uh, f- 40 years yeah, old, right. I think, Sauce. So, yeah, really uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so there goes Finchie and Sauce from uh, Big Bash. Um, Renegades did win that game. Strikers yeah. and Thunder here in Canberra, Matt Short. Uh, He's been it, it, yeah, he's not in this un- one, unfortunately. Yeah, hasn't done it when it when it counted here. Strikers look like they're in real trouble. Uh, he's mm-hmm. leading run scorer by a long way. We'll have a look at all the numbers in the big bash uh, in the next pod. Good chance he opens batting for Australia in these ODIs mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. against the West Indies. Yeah, we're, we're talking pre-pod that it's unlikely that Steve Smith's going to get that opening spot. So, um, yeah, he. he He's done everything he needs to do. He's got all the runs. Um, as long as the bowlers like him, it sounds like he'll get picked. <laughs> <laughs> Still riding that way, mate, Uh Hurricanes beat Stars. That didn't really matter. Uh, yeah, I think with the Stars being eliminated, Maxwell also stepped down as captain. Uh-huh. So he'd been captain for quite a while for them. Right. Sixes beat the Scorchers, so that was in Perth. So they can be beaten in the in the furnace. It's looking highly likely that that will be the Big Bash final again. That's yep. I think three. If it is that, and you know we're getting ahead of ourselves, uh, I think that would be three out of the last four. The dominated in this one. And uh, Thunder and Renegades game forty was a dead rubber, uh, and it was rained out in Sydney. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> you boys catch much of the qualifier last night? No, I didn't. I saw a fair bit. The best thing was that Jack Edwards catch. Yep. Jeez. I did see that. Reflexes like a cat. Mm-hmm. Got to hit smash sm- straight back at him. He put the hand out and just, just stuck. It out. Just and stop. the most casual celebration ever. Just had a little <laughs> look at the <laughs> at the batsman. <laughs> Knew he got his man. Uh, catches win matches and uh, conversely mm-hmm. they lose matches. I think Moses Henriques got dropped twice and uh, did most of the damage with the bat for the sixes. Uh, sold out Carrara Stadium there. Uh, the the Gabba obviously unavailable as they prepare it for the uh, the upcoming Test yes. match. Yep. So sixes straight through to the final. Heat mm-hmm. will play the winner of the game that is currently unfolding before our eyes. And as it stands uh, in the tenth over, the Strikers are in real trouble. Four for forty nine. They're going to need some sort of effort here from uh, from their middle order bats to to keep them alive in this. So where will they play that game, the Challenger game? Oh, that is a good question. Uh, does it go straight to 
does it go back up to Brisbane? Because they're the highest seed. So I, I would think so. I feel like it'll be in, in Brisbane. Yeah, they've they've listed yeah. them first. So I imagine it's Carrara. It's out at the at the Gold Coast again. I think. Yep, that right. Challenger. Yep. Yep. Carrara. Carrara Stadium. Play there. So and where would they? Where's the final being played? Is it back here? Uh, no, how well Sydney sh- Sixers yeah, should get the home. It's in Sydney. It yeah. is in Sydney? Okay, yeah. so Sixers. Yeah. We'll get it. Cool. So as it stands, we'll keep you updated throughout the pod, but we will stop talking cricket in a second. Uh, likely to be a, um, a striker's exit uh, unless they, they're able to really conjure something. And then uh, the challenger game is likely to be the Scorchers going over to the Gold Coast mm-hmm. to take on the heat. Yeah. You got dates for me there, Jimmy? Uh, it's Monday and Wednesday, I think. Yep, the twenty second is the challenger, and the twenty fourth will be the final. I know. Yep, and when's the test start? Thursday. Yeah, I think Thursday. Good. Maybe it's Friday. So that's some decent scheduling. Possibly, <laughs> it's strange. I think that to have the the big bash running all year, and then you well, know, I was on a Wednesday. Yeah, or, and yeah, your, your major semifinals are Monday night, but but uh, again, that's probably because of the test match. If you did it on next Saturday, then you're. A, like we're saying, it's you're day conflicting three. With you, you're conflicting with your test. Yeah. 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 yeah, so the 24th was the final, 25th is the start of the next test. So they're starting on Australia Day. So that's an old yeah. sort of tradition to have test cricket uh, uh, starting day, starting a day before. Uh, day before. Day, day before. 26th is Australia Day. Uh, so, so second day will be, will be Australia Day. Mm-hmm. No cheap shit from Woolies, unfortunately. It's <laughs> 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 a wave around. <laughs> All right, that'll do us for cricket. On that note... <laughs> Moving over to US. Let's do it. Oh, he broke his ankles. We'll just quickly go over the uh, college football national championship. Mm-hmm. We don't talk a heap of college football on this podcast, but, uh, you know, it's a huge, huge right, event right. over there in the States. Uh, Michigan, um, the, the only college football team hat that we have on this podcast <laughs> worked out all right. <laughs> Win the, their first national championship since 1997. Mm-hmm. Bit of a one-sided affair. Uh, you boys catch much of this or catch yep. highlights. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Michigan, uh, great de- played great defence and pounded the rock essentially mm. and Washington had no answers for it. So um, they brought some really interesting pressure and the Washington offensive line who has been highly tighted throughout the college season. Touted, yeah. Tau-tau um, Mogger? Yes. Uh, <laughs> kind of struggled with it and that really um, impacted their ability to pass because they had like 50-odd attempts and mm. I don't even think they hit 50% on the completion. So they tried. They they Michael Penix missed a couple of guys um, open. Mm. Like they had some ten- attempts and chances. But, yeah, Michigan would just do good. You reckon this game hurts Michael Penix's draft stock because he would, had skyrocketed after the mm. semifinal. People starting to think, oh, maybe he's a first-round sort of pick. Yeah, they'll look at it and because um, he is well-known to have a bit of accuracy issues going deep. Um, he had over a few a couple of guys in this one. He wasn't as clinical, especially with the extra pressure. Mm. Um, mm. And, you know, NFL is going to be a different beast with uh, NFL defences facing here. So, mm. yeah, it'll ask some serious questions. Um, I think he's still definitely talented enough. He's got the arm strength. Um, the questions will always be uh, how good is his knees and or, or knee in particular. He's done two ACLs. Of the same knee, yeah. Yep. Mm. Um, and uh, what that kind of – and the feeling of, you know, lefty as well. How, how does that fit with everything too? So, um, yeah. On the other side of the ball, uh, he just had to sort of be a game manager, didn't have mm-hmm. to throw the rock mm-hmm. a whole lot. But uh, JJ McCarthy's a, a national champion and uh, yep. lo- again, likely to, to go in the first round. Yep. And I think, he, you know, game managers probably uh, 
his tag, which might also be you know detrimental to him. Um, like, uh, will he compare to those guys that have the elite arm talent? You know, a bit extra. Can they move around, etc.? Maybe um, he might not be the talent that, that say Callum Williams or uh, Drake is, um, but he could be you know that middle kind of game manager, and maybe there's a team that could use him to do something. Brock Purdy says hi. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's going uh, 263rd in the draft. <laughs> no. But, uh, <laughs> in terms of game management, uh, does, does a fine yeah, job. Well, yeah, well, f- first-round quarterbacks are important. And when There's going to be a bucket talk- load in the draft yeah. in April, isn't there? Yeah, and when mm. we talk about the NFL, um, every one of the current quarterbacks left in the playoffs is a first-rounder, but Purdy, who was the seventh. did see that. There's yeah. like uh, – on that, Baker's the first overall pick. Stroud's the mm-hmm. second overall pick. Goff mm-hmm. was the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. So There's like three out of the eight are like uh, yep. high-end picks. Yep. Like Mahomes was 12, I think. So. Ten, I think. Yeah, he was right in, just ticked into the double digits for him. Mm. So, yeah, there's plenty of talent. Where were, and Love was back-end. Back-end first round. Yeah. He's looked, we'll get to him, them in <laughs> yeah, a second. Yes. <laughs> Not a heap of uh, Michigan Wolverines uh, actually – Touted to, to go uh, high mm. in the draft. McCarthy mm. probably would have been the, the highest. Yep. Uh, I think Junior Colson, one of their linebackers, Josh Wallace, one of the corners, uh, sort of might be mid sort of draft. There. Uh, Blake Corum, who had an awesome game in this one. There's a few sort of question marks, I think, around speed and, and NFL talent. But uh, no, nothing wrong with a fifth or sixth round running back in the NFL these days. Uh, he might get mm. picked up. And one Easy. of their receivers is Roman Wilson, I think. Yep. Washington, on the other hand, have a heap of guys that are projected to go quite high. So we spoke about the Pennings before, their um, uh, receivers and O-line uh, all, all looking at going pretty high. So, so it'll be interesting to see in the draft uh, how many how many do go. Lots of returning players for Michigan as well. So mm-hmm. they'll be yep. having their eyes set on, on a back-to-back. Yeah, they'll just need to see if they need a new coach or not. Mm. Well, yeah, I was going to ask any news on that. Not official. Not uh, he official had his yet. second interview with the Falcons – Today, as did Belichick, so they seem like heavy favourites at the moment for that position. Because I think they're looking at it as it's a talented roster, uh, and there are a lot of head coaches out there. Yeah, and well, the, the roster is talented, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and they need a quarterback. And there is a guy, you know, Kirk oh, Cousins, yeah. that might fit into a nice game manager kind of role there with the talent around them. Uh, he's actually a free agent at the moment, um, but there's plenty of say. Young guys have also f- sort of flamed out that he could be retreads that just need an opportunity somewhere else. Think mm. of like Mac Jones. Mm. Uh, I don't think you follow Bill Jack, but yeah. you know, <laughs> Mac Jones is out there. Zach Wilson's Wilson, out there yeah. available. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's I mean, guys you're also that, just talking about a game manager in JJ McCarthy as well. Yeah. Is that a possibility? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Also, uh, probably worth mentioning that Kalen DeBoer, the Huskies coach, going mm-hmm. over to Bama with the yep. Nick Saban uh, retirement. Uh, retirement. Yes. Yeah. A lot of chess pieces moving. Yeah, well, Sa- Saban, yeah. Uh, Bilicek and Pete Carroll all gone within, Crazy, huh? within yeah. the same week. Within, yeah, within two days. <laughs> um, and they'd each been in their positions for close to 20 I think Pete was the youngest of the, the three. He had was he hit. the youngest? No, well, so youngest as in he hadn't hit the 20 years coaching for the one. Shortest tenure. Shortest tenure. Yeah. Shortest tenure. Yep. Yes, sorry. <laughs> I was like, that guy old. <laughs> He's old. <laughs> uh, let's talk about super wildcard weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big story yeah. was the cold, cold. The, the Arctic freeze that was yeah. rolling it's, it's through. It's looking like this week might be just as cold. If yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the Kansas City game we'll get to in a second was was – 
immensely cold. Buffalo game had to be postponed. Blizzard. Mm. Uh, and we, we had a bit of everything. We saw a few blowouts. Uh, a couple Fair of, few blowouts. Yeah, a few mm. close games, but mostly more on the blowout side mm-hmm. and a few major upsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the the first game was a bit of a blowout. Texans just looked unstoppable uh, at home at NRG. Joe Flacco uh, hadn't lost a wild card going into this one. Uh, so much sort of Browns hype around <laughs> around Joe Flacco, and uh, they just really didn't show up yeah, for this one. Their defense wasn't. Up for this one at all. Mm. Uh, CJ Stroud, unreal 16 of 21, uh, three touchdowns. Nico Collins has been killing it all year, mm. and the game was over midway through the third quarter when there was back to back pick sixes. Uh, yeah. throwing ones pretty frustrating for a quarterback in the team. Uh, throwing two on two consecutive possessions. Uh, yeah, that, that was that game over just then. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's only the fourth team ever to win a playoff game with a rookie quarterback in um, CJ Stroud and a rookie head coach yep. in D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. What about the Antarctica game? Chiefs <laughs> 26, <laughs> Dolphins 7. It's the fourth coldest game in playoff history. A uh, A nippy minus 21 degrees Celsius uh, and the yep. wind chill even, even colder. Yeah, I think I saw That's 14 it. people were emitted with um, – you know, cold like hypothermia frostbite. and frostbite. So that's yeah. fans, is it? Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The thing as well, like you've got all that, but it, there was no snow. It was just like ice and frost. It was just cold. It was just cold. Well, often those ones are colder. So yeah. the, the Buffalo yeah, the snow game was like minus five. Yeah, yeah. But it's when they get that cold, it's that you can't have cloud cover. Yeah. That sort of insulates things. Yep. A little bit of uh, meteorology. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a lot of these super, super cold games are the clear ones. So yep. if you go back yep. to, to the Ice Bowl and uh, the Freezer Bowl, you know, yeah. some of those mm-hmm. ones, uh, mm-hmm. those famous ones in the 60s and 70s, they're, they're clear days. Yep. It's just. Yep. Bitterly cold. And the next time a Canberra Raiders person bitches that <laughs> not going out to Bruce Stadium because it's zero, uh, you just need to go 20 degrees colder and throw in a bit of wind uh, and see what these yep. crazy uh, Chiefs fans uh, are doing. Having said that, it wasn't f- full. There, It was, yeah, a yep. little, like I said, Sean, like unsafe levels of, yes. of cold. So that yeah, did they, sort of detract a few few fans. Yep. And, uh, and following the Buffalo game, it was the first time in playoff history – I think they they didn't have allocated seats. They just said, just come and sit wherever you want. <laughs> Did you see it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because people had to dig their seats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shovels. There were seats. <laughs> <laughs> they got the ground cleared nicely in the postponement, but uh, yeah, there was literally some some good footage of of people just walking through, and the seats yeah. are just covered in yeah. snow. I saw some video today. Um, it was a few hundred people again turning up with shovels to help um, clear the stadium for for seats for this upcoming game. It's wild. So, yeah. But, yeah, the Dolphins, being from Florida, <laughs> got dicked in this one. Tyreek um, was out there warming up in just his shirt. Obviously um, used to not quite this cold, but Kansas City does get too cold. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs just played a, a good, smart, cold-weather game, pounded yep. the rock. Isaiah Pacheco, mm. uh, yeah, he's, he's been good all year. And Rashi Rice, they've, they've probably found their wide receiver one mm-hmm. uh, moving forward, um, unless they go high for a wide receiver. But, obviously, the, probably the first four or five off the board will, will be gone uh, come draft time. Um, we'll get to them in the Bills in, in a second, but, geez, Mahomes and playoff games, you just as, – as ordinary as the Chiefs have looked at times this mm-hmm. season, they're mm-hmm. certainly not the, the Chiefs that we've become accustomed to. You can't rule them out, can you? Yeah, and yep. I think the Dolphins team was a bit of a fake team. They didn't beat anyone above 500 all year. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think their defense was quite where it needed to be and this – you know, kind of highlighted it. I think a lot of the teams in the playoffs in this first round of the playoffs, those guys that kind of maybe snuck in or, or weren't 
really, you know, the record might have been good but it might have been fluffed with uh, some of their competition, really got found out. Um, mm. And, you know, uh, some of those NFC teams, you know, particular division, <laughs> particularly, uh, <laughs> maybe got found out as being a bit of a bit of a puffed up division. Well, let's talk about that first one in the uh, NFC East. We them boys, uh, lots of cowboy yeah. believers and lots of cowboy, lots of cowboy uh, fans just going, ah, oh, shit, here we go again yeah. because uh, they. What more, what more could you expect? They <laughs> really suck in the playoffs. The yep. the Cowboys had not lost for close to two years at AT and T stadiums. They were sixteen. Wins yep. on the trot at home. Uh, the Packers were about four to one outsiders, and they started on fire. Granted, the Cowboys did score a little bit in in uh, garbage yeah. time, yep. but the forty eight thirty two scoreline probably doesn't do justice. Yeah, they, how they, one-sided this they was. made it. Yeah. You know, well, the Packers like were sitting there starters, and they made it a bit closer. So <laughs> that's then exactly, they had to come yeah. back out. It was like, <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe not. Because um, yeah, they were going, you know, um, eight points at a at a, at a time. Mm. So. And they they were getting it, they were making it interesting, and there was a drive there that they ended up turning it over. If they got, you know, um, I think they got a touchdown and the conversion. It was forty forty eight with a little bit of time left and onside, and mm. you were interesting. It was, but, yeah, I was starting to get the point as a Packers fan. I was like, sure, they, this can't like no, this can't. Can't. <laughs> yeah, like, just enough to question it. Yeah, but, but in the end, uh, it didn't matter. Jordan Love, hey, trust the process. Mm-hmm. Mm. They they know what they're doing. It's what Rogers did for his first few years. Understudy to to Favre. When when they did the pick, we were all scratching our heads. We we're like, oh, this is going to piss off Rogers. Yeah. He ends up leaving. Uh, but he seems like uh, he can ball. That's for sure. Yeah, and I think everyone that isn't a Packers fan is bitching about like how how do they do it? How do they get their third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially Bears fans. Who, who, who was like, we haven't ever four thousand early, early days. Yeah. We haven't we had, had a four thousand yard passer in our history. Yeah. <laughs> so and it was like, yeah, how can they keep doing it? And he's got anyway. a sick name, and there's so many good <laughs> good signs up. Do you believe in life after love and mm-hmm. shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of players on love. He's mate, love watching him. He's he's that good. Uh, it was 27 zip at at one stage. Uh, Cowboys managed to score before the half, which sort of just kept the second yep. half a little little bit interesting. Just some of the throws that he made as well. You could see that he's been watching Rogers because he does not need to have his feet planted. He can throw off his yep. back foot. He can throw yep. both feet in the air, uh, and and just didn't really throw an errant pass all game. No, it yep. was a, a electric in this, and then Jones just backed it yep. up and um, you know, capped off all their drives and. Punched it in. They just got points and played a decent defense. That's it. The Cowboys got found out. I think they'd been undefeated at home um, for quite a while as well. They, yep. all their record at home was uh, it was awesome. Sixteen in a row. Yeah, sixteen yeah. in a row. So and yeah, they just walked in and you know, kicked him in the mouth. So, you know who else loves AT and T Stadium? Mm-hmm. Packers have never lost there well, in there the new go. stadium. Yeah. So if they're back to not, yeah, they haven't lost. Yeah, there. right. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, in five minutes into the fourth quarter, it was forty-eight to sixteen. Yeah, so, crazy, yeah, hey. it was, yeah, absolutely a little, wild. A little bit of garbage time points there just, yeah. just to make it a, uh, interesting towards the end. <laughs> what was going on with the Cowboys D, boys? Some of those touchdowns, you see the, the yeah. tuck, uh, secondary they were, they were, was just – They were banged up. Were. So uh, I think Gilmore week had barely practiced and mm. um, probably not and said shouldn't have played in this one. Mm. Uh, you got torched a couple of times. times. Yeah, they, they struggled. Um, and I think overall that then impacted their secondary. They just struggled mm. and they couldn't get any pressure. So – um, with the way the Packers just you know, pounded the rock down their throat. So they've, they're just beaten from pillar to post. Mike mm. McCarthy keeps his job. There was memes coming through in the game <laughs> that, that they'd already hired Bill Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, and it Didn't was interesting because uh, Jerry Jones even said 
Um, you know, in his quote for the reason why he was keeping Mark McCarthy was his regular season record. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, very pointed as like, yeah, he's really good at the regular season. I was just like, bro, but yeah, don't you want to go over the top? Don't you want to win the Super Bowl? So, um, you know, he's he's been there once. Mm. Took Aaron Rodgers to one Super Bowl. Yep. So mm. there's, there's the questions there. Could you have won more considering you had Aaron Rodgers? Um, well, how much does that have to follow well, Aaron Rodgers as well? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. multiple uh, losses at the NFC Championship yeah. game. Um, Packers same, also probably didn't help them. Yeah, same can times. be said for Dak Prescott as well. Yeah, yeah. so two yeah. and five in playoff games now for, for Dak. So mm-hmm. was arguably the best quarterback in the league this year. Uh, you know, we've already had the, had the Lamar-Dak chat. But, yeah, on paper certainly – uh, had the numbers and uh, just is struggling to to get them uh, deep into the playoffs. They haven't been to the NFC Championship game for for over thirty years. Yeah, and uh, uh, close to thirty years. Yeah, and a few a few jokes that you know we've just got Tony Tony Romo again. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, awesome quarterback. <laughs> yeah, just, just couldn't win playoffs. Yeah. Just couldn't get the Super Bowl. Yeah, it just seems like a cowboy thing, and you know I'm here for it. <laughs> America's team just loves uh, exiting in the And in, they're not even week, Texas week team one anymore, bro. Yeah. It's all about Houston. <laughs> Let's go Texas. Uh, Rams-Lions, this was a, a nice little uh, – Best game. Nice little script, if you will, going yeah. into it yeah. too. So Lions' uh, first home playoff game since 1993. Uh, quick maths, that is over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're pumping a bit of Eminem pre-game. He was in there. You see all the – uh, Lions fans uh, rapping. It actually sounded pretty good. Uh, yeah. 80,000 people rapping. And I think yeah. it, I saw something It was the loudest stadium during the playoffs. Oh, so yep, yep. they were very, very right. vocal. Um, and Enderman was funny. He was just like, Stafford, bro, just give us this one. <laughs> <laughs> just give us one. Uh, and, yeah, it seems to have done wonders um, for them. You know, Michigan uh, winning the Natty. So mm. uh, Detroit uh, could potentially go deep. They look like a good Good football team. And Dan Campbell should be praised for everything he's done over there. He was on the Definitely. Lions team that went 0-16 mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Did see a picture yeah. of a kid uh, wearing Detroit jersey, Michigan hat and hooking into this massive cheesy slice <laughs> of pizza. And I was saying, this kid's having the best week of his life. <laughs> oh, uh, well done to you, kid. Um, yeah, the, the closest, most entertaining game of, yeah. of uh, super, super wild card. Great quarterback play. Yeah. Like, yeah, really yeah. Stafford didn't do much to lose it. Like you no. look at his numbers there, no. 367 yards, two touchdowns, didn't turn the ball mm-hmm. over. Puga Nakua, jeez. Would have broken all sorts of records if they kept going deeper in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. 181 yards and a touchdown. Uh, are we going to start talking about Amon Ra St. Brown as like elite wide receiver? Oh, like top five? Who's ahead of him? CD, AJ yeah. Brown. Mm-hmm. Tyreek. Tyreek. Jefferson Healthy. Je- yeah, so f- that's your top four, Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, so I think he's, conversation. he's definitely in the conversation. Like he's He's been dominant. I think he's had six or seven straight weeks of 100-plus receiving yards. Yeah. He dominated all year, I think. Did he finish like third in receiving yards for the year? Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I think he he's definitely a reason why Goff has been succeeding over yeah. there. So. Uh, they definitely got him some weapons. And Williams has been playing better and getting more game time. And Laporta has been a fine of the year, oh, I think, Yeah, the tiny position. Incredible uh, mm. stuff from, from Sam Laporta. Did he get banged up in this? But I think he, he – For the previous week and he played with a knee brace and played okay. through it and he was okay. He scored a touchdown in, mm. in this game. So yep. he's doing his role there. And that dual th- uh, uh, running back room as well, uh, David Montgomery, sort of the goal line power back guy mm. and uh, mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs, geez, he looks dangerous in the, in the open yeah. field. Their offensive line's yeah. good. Yeah, maybe some question marks uh, on their on their defense. Uh, if it's you know at the elite kind of level, that'll help them when they get yep. 
when they're not playing in the dome that is Detroit, mm. but you mm. never know. Maybe it'll have to go through them to <laughs> to get to the Super Bowl. So yeah, uh, yes, you're yeah. right. Uh, St. Browns was third, fifteen, fifteen yards mm-hmm. and ahead of Puka Nakua. Yep. Ahead of Puka and on receiving touchdowns, both him and Laporta got ten yep. for the season. Um, tied fourth. If there, you want to so. tell me that the Sun God's top five, I'm not arguing with <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't look at you funny. I'd be like, yep, I, I can definitely see the why. Steelers Bills game uh, did get postponed, and the Bills did it pretty comfortably. Uh, again, maybe score didn't really reflect how yeah, how one side it was. Twenty one mm. nil lead at half. Josh Allen uh, looked really good. Three receive uh, three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. No intercepts is the important one for him. That is a big <laughs> thing, and uh, for them to win playoff games going to be important. Uh, Plus, he ran fifty yards for a touchdown. So yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, look good on that run. Uh, and some question marks about that though, because he. Stin fake slide, sort of fake he, slid. He looked like uh, he was doing the old Kenny Pickett from, yeah. from college when he he bumped a huge fake slide. It wasn't as pronounced yeah. as that. But then also <laughs> later in the game he does slide mm. and gets a pretty good, uh, you know, hitting the quarterback uh, penalty as well, which uh, wasn't a real big penalty. and you know, didn't affect things too much. A yeah, bit yeah. of an Oscar there for, for, for Josh as well um, to, to sell it. But, yeah, that's the question is <laughs> if he's – Fake slide and we don't hit him, and then when he is sliding and we do, you know, touch him a little bit and we get penalised. What are we yeah. going to do, mate? We've spoken about it. The game suits the offense. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yes it does. Yes it, is, it does. It is difficult. Uh, also, sort of in that same sort of conversation as Dak and, and guys that are super talented, but mm-hmm. hasn't he's been to an AFC championship? Mm-hmm. Hasn't been to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl just yet. Well, at least won a playoff game. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's one too. Uh, but he uh, <laughs> on his day, he's. One of the most electrifying footballers oh, there is the, the dual threat, and once again in the red zone, it's uh, it's a nightmare trying to contend with him. Bucks, Jeez. Yeah. I thought they were an outside chance to win this. I didn't think they were going to go out there and dominate. No, well, the I Eagles mean, have been playing like they they lose five yeah. of the last six. They, the their collapse was complete. Well, they were mm. ten and one, and then they won one game after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and yeah. one and seven, I think, if you include the playoff game. Oh, was it really? Yeah, jeez. Yeah, no, yeah, the way NFC South sort of played out this season didn't wasn't really expecting much from them. Mm. Uh, be like you got there, Baker Mayfield just um, was playing awesome. Uh, how so good for him as well because there's so much yeah. rhetoric around how he's trash and he's a bastard in this when the when you know, at the end of the Brown stuff and he's really yeah. revived his career this year. Yeah, well, the Browns during the week I saw a post like when he was finishing up at Carolina, he was like filling in for D lineman. Or against the offense, and yeah, yeah. now he's oh, playing crazy. in the playoffs for the Bucks. He's, he's so the best scout team D lineman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, there's photos of him in a three point stance. Like, yeah. it's crazy. The offensive tackles just laugh. Unreal. They they put him to the sword. Their offense. There was, are lights out here. In was this. so good. Eagles couldn't yeah. tackle anyone. Yeah, like their, their defense, defense was shit house. Yeah, fell off completely, and um, their offense really couldn't get anything going. AJ Brown did miss this game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Smith, I think, got let up in this as well halfway through. So, you know, not a lot of options there. The rain game couldn't really get anything going. And um, all credit to the Bucks; they played really good offense. And I think people forget that yeah. you know a large part, large part of their Super Bowl team is still there. Yeah, they still got a yeah. decent amount of talent on the defense. So, yeah, they're they're a team to to worry about. But you know, they come up against some strong competition uh, against the Lions, having to go to the Lions. Let's talk yeah. about that now. So the the next forty eight hours, we've got the um, 
Is it the, AFC first or divisional first? playoffs? Yeah. So the or first first game tomorrow morning is Ravens Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ravens uh, have looked super super uh, comfortable. Yeah. They've gone out and you know smacked up teams uh, like like the 49ers in in San Francisco. Uh, Lamar Jackson's a shoe in for the MVP, and they've had a week off. Uh, is there any chance that the Texans get an upset here, boys? I don't see it with the way the Ravens are playing. Like we, if oh, I yeah. use that that Dolphin stat um, against the Ravens, they won ten games against teams above five hundred, which I think was the first time a team had done that in a long so time. So the inverse, they, they yeah. can beat they can good, beat good yeah. teams, and they were hammering some of those good teams yeah. as well. So uh, I, I feel like they're very well primed. Um, you know, cutting Melvin Gordon out, adding Davon Cook, uh, and probably helps their backfield a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and Mark Andrews, I think, is back. Yeah, Andrews after the the hip drop tackle mm-hmm. and all of that coming yeah. into American vernacular, we've done the hip drop to death, I think, over the last few years when we're talking rugby league. Yep. Uh, but he's. Uh, it seems like he's going to be good and, and recovered from his uh, high ankle sprain. Uh, I'm just. I think I've got a depth chart here. I'll see if uh, if he's going to be good to go. But yeah, all reports uh, yeah, have said that, that he's back. There's uh there's no red mark next to oh no no, no, no there it's is questionable there's questionables he's on IR so they'd have to make they've got to get him so off that doesn't no he was uh full Did practice he? started so he's been he's, yeah, been, he's been training so he's off IR but he's still listed as questionable I think ESPN's a bit slow here yeah yeah yep. yeah they will have to probably because I. Actually, I did see this because they outside of Melbourne Gordon, they cut someone else. So they have two roster spots. They mm. filled one with Cook. The other mm. one will be for Andrews uh, once they take him off IR if he's good to go. Speaking Which of is a, looking likely. Speaking about hammering some of those teams, so 56-19 win over Miami Dolphins, mm. 33-19 win over San Fran in San Fran. Uh, they beat the Bengals mm. handedly. They smashed Detroit. Uh, they've they've done it against some pretty pretty handy opposition all year. Yeah, the only one they really struggled with was uh, the Steelers. Yeah, that last one was a, <laughs> certainly a big asterisk on yeah, on that. Half the team yeah, exactly. Rested everyone. <laughs> they've probably they've probably got three legit losses on the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be very very hard for the Texans to get the job done. Stranger things have certainly happened. And I believe I saw it was snowing in Baltimore. Yeah, which is quite unusual. Mm-hmm. I think yes. for Baltimore. Yes. Right on, the, cold. right on the water there. Steelers Nation <laughs> Australia says Ravens suck. Sounds uh, <laughs> a little softy there, Steelers Nation Australia, but uh, I'm sure you'll be cheering on CJ Stroud and these Texans tomorrow. Tell you what, um, and that's, that is a good point there. Lamar Jackson, again, True. you know, we're talking Another about quarterback. quarterbacks and talent and not, you know, not possibly uh, showing their best in when it comes to playoffs. Lamar Jackson doesn't have the greatest playoff record. I suppose that's it, like for the Texans to come. What's their game plan coming into this, this game? Is it to to stuff Jackson um, both at the line and run? I mean, like is it run. stuck the front so we can't I don't, do nah, anything? I, don't, well, I don't think blitzing him is, a, is the right call. I think you got to – like we're getting quite yeah. technical here now, but I think yeah. you got to play like that QB spy, like having someone out just making sure that he yeah. doesn't yeah. kill you with his legs. Granted, he's not running as much nah, as, no, as what he used to. Passing a lot more. But you have to, if you if you're not respecting that and you just and you're just blitzing him, he can cut yeah. you up straight at the middle and then yeah, yeah turn it into a big one. Yeah. Having said that, the Texans are pretty blitz heavy. I think they have sent him a, a fair bit, and yeah. I think the Steelers yeah. do too. And may, mm. maybe that is part of uh, part of the game plan. Uh, I think their yeah. offense will be backing themselves to, to score a few points. Made it look yeah. very easy against the Cleveland Browns defense, which had been statistically the best defense mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that front's pretty scary with Miles Garrett coming coming up to, um, you know, yeah. go after your rookie, rookie quarterback and, and inexperienced uh, backfield uh, trying to pick up the blitz. 
Um, I, I think the, the Texans will be fancying themselves on, on the offensive side of the ball to at least score, but mm. slowing down this, this uh, high-powered Ravens offense is going to be a real, real uh, challenge. That's yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. I reckon this is going to be like a 2010 game. I don't think you reckon, that you're going the opposite. So purely because – Whether playing into yeah, a big part, pound the rock. Yeah. Cold in Baltimore, I've, mm. I think we might see the Texans struggle to, to score points. Um, whereas that really, really suits the way the mm. Baltimore will want to play, which will be yep. you know, throw them when we need to and pound them out and play great defense. Um, a very Baltimore type game. Uh, so yep. we, we will see. It'd be quite interesting. But yeah, I've, Texans are fun. Like, they're, they're so fun. They're so fun. So uh, <laughs> we'd want, want them to do well. But you know, it's it's the, the script. If I've read the NFL script, it's kind of alluding <laughs> to a you know, classic kind of Baltimore game. That's it. Well, talking about the script, so the all-time series record between Bolt, uh, the Ravens and Texans is eleven to two yeah. for the Ravens. Texans yeah. have been pretty stinky throughout for most, of, most of their existence. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> that's probably why a lot of uh, people that have got teams that have been knocked out are probably on this Texans or possibly Lions mm-hmm. bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as well, this is the first playoffs ever NFL history to mm-hmm. uh, have in the same playoff series: Browns, Texans, Lions. Yes. Yep. Well, yeah. Because they both sucked for two decades. So, currently minus seven uh, there in Baltimore. So, if if it's precipitation coming, it will be snowing. Uh, it's currently well, clear. Yeah. I will see see uh, how it's looking in about twelve hours time. Wild. Looks like it's still going to be cold. So. It'll be cold. <laughs> yep. That's that is a uh, no brainer there. Uh, should be a little bit warmer on the other side of the nation uh, as the 49ers take on the Packers. This yep. has often been the NFC Championship game in uh, in recent memory. Uh, and a little bit of a different sort of uh, lead up. Uh, always, or well not always, but often it was the favoured Packers taking on the 49ers with Rodgers at the, at the helm. And, mm. uh, you know, obviously Rodgers... Uh, Got done by the 49ers multiple times, so completely different game script this time. 49ers been excellent all year. They're $1.20 favourites to win this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Packers are just keep saying, why not us believe, you know, we've, we've got this uh, this uh, third or fourth year quarterback who's who's playing like an all pro in Jordan Love uh, and and can we do it with uh, the youngest team in the NFL? Yeah. Mm. Great question. It's how dominant the 49ers have been. They're healthy across the board. That's always been, you know, a success to the reason why they've been dominant throughout the mm. season. Mm. Like you can't look past them. CMZ's elite. Probably should be MVP uh, this season. Um, it's going to be a really uphill battle for, for the Packers. And, yep. you know, whether having choked – Let's say against mm. the 49ers. They got history, yeah. You know, couldn't play special teams in a certain game and then that cost them to lose. Mm. Uh, yeah, whether that, you know, helps them at all. Uh, well, as in like they're going to, they want the reverse. They want to be the spoilers in this one. Bit of fire in the belly. The, yeah, can they get the upset? Uh, but considering no one on the Packers team probably played in any of those games, considering how young they yeah, are. Not many. <laughs> Aaron Jones. Yeah. It, mm. You know, probably not a lot plays into that. So I, I, 
it's very hard to go past the 49ers based on the talent that that team possesses and how they've played all season. And we can yep. talk to death about their offense. Their offense has been so good with with the, the game manager just using some of the best weapons <laughs> in, in the NFL yep. with CMC and Kittle and, and that uh, unbelievable O-line. But you look at the defensive side of the ball, any team that's got Bosa, Greenlaw, Warner, you know, p- patrolling yep. the middle, yep. it's going to be a really um, tall order for the Packers. Uh, having said that, you know, they were $4 outsiders to go mm-hmm. to Dallas mm-hmm. and, and – and win there, so they'll believe. Um, and, I, I think what they'll have to do is have a look at that Ravens game, see what they did, see how they got pressure on Purdy, how mm. did they force mm. the four interceptions. Mm. That if they can replicate that, you know, maybe some of the stuff they did against the Cowboys last week, that's where they'll get their chance. Hundred yeah, percent. They yep. will need to get those turnovers to get a win, and if they can do that, yeah, then they they can yeah. definitely upset. And remember that that Ravens 49ers game before that game would. You know, talking about Brock Purdy perhaps being the MVP and and, and you know going past Lamar Lamar Jackson, uh, and he goes out there and just look like Mister Irrelevant uh, yep. with the with the pressure that the the Ravens put on him. Now again, Packers defense and Ravens defense not quite the same. Mm. Packers defense mm. sneaky good, yep. um, <laughs> but uh, they've got a tall tall again, ask, and young, that's, that's coming talent, coming from a Packers yep. fan. Yeah. Mm. Into. Uh, Bucks fan, yeah. my team's yeah. in the playoffs. It's second round. Your team in playoffs? Yeah, my team's in playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, <laughs> <Sure. laughs> uh, uh, when's the last time your team won a play, won a Super Bowl? Uh, he's with yeah. recent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm yeah. less recent. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, he's, he's actually won pretty pretty recently. Yeah. <laughs> this was two years ago. Yours was <laughs> ten, 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 yeah. eleven years ago. I, I think. was eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh well, it's happened. Um, Lions. Uh, a lot of people, like, as we said, be on the Texans. A lot of people yep. probably be on the Lions. Going to be a tough ask for the Bucks to go over to that loud Ford it Field. Is. At least it's inside. We don't have it's to worry about the weather. Don't <laughs> worry about the cold. That's, that's a big caveat here, though. There should be good weather. This would be the high-scoring game, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. pump the overs. And inside, right. I feel like this would be a 48, 50 kind yeah. of mm. match points yeah. line. The, the line is 49. Yeah. Mm. I never looked at that. Maybe I <laughs> spent too much time on sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think, yeah, the, the Lions will probably lead for most of this and I think mm. the Buccaneers mm. will – they've got the receiving talent. They like to pass the ball. They will be competitive and they will um, try to, you know, get the points and keep keep it together. I think they'll chase though. I think they'll chase most of the game and that's whether they yep. can steal it late. That's how I feel this one will go. Thank you, Steelers Nation Australia, so. in the comments there. Baker's story is good, but uh, I don't know if it will be a Baker's delight. Uh, I think the, <laughs> the Lions probably get the job done here yep. and go into their first NFC Championship game in God knows how long. Yep. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson's had a pretty good last month. He's fucking good, so, man. Yeah. 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 Why he went number two, I will never know. No, yeah. could have been on Jacksonville. Yeah, caveat that Walker mm. did have a pretty good year this year. Yeah, he's he not got, bad. He got 10 seconds. He's not bad, just Hutchinson is, is uh, very good. Has been better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, game of the round's got to be the Bills and the Chiefs, uh, the the two yeah. better teams in the AFC in recent years. Uh, storyline, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, massive storyline. <laughs> Chiefs have been down by their lofty standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allen, you know, the gunslinger, uh, can be rocks or diamonds. He was certainly diamonds last week. Um, are we looking forward to this one, boys, and how do we see it playing out? Well, it's going to be cold. Yeah. It's going to be snowing again. Um They'll have a decent crowd, of course. Bills fans, Bill Mafia will turn out. Mm-hmm. Um, who takes this one? Don't know. 
I don't think think you can rule out Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, man. But I also think this is Mahomes' first road playoff game. Yeah, they always have to go through Arrowhead. Yeah. So So when the Bengals, you know, Mm -hmm. beat them there and they'll call Mm -hmm. on a Burrowhead and all all of that rhetoric. So different different now that they've got to go out on the road. Uh, Speaking of Bill's uh, home ground, have you guys seen the weird thing that these crazy Bill's Mafia – Guys have been doing by jumping into the pond at the new stadium. <laughs> I've, I've heard the story they've been no. sacrificing, sacrificing it. Sacrificing, yeah, because they haven't lost the game since Instant, someone yeah. fell into someone it. Someone fell in it and they had to be fetched out. Yeah. And it's like this like pit of like frozen like mud essentially. Mm-hmm. They've just mm-hmm. dug, you know, the, they've excavated the future stadium site. Yeah. And yeah, someone fell into it, and now the, before <laughs> each game, and, and then going, they won. So they're, they're like, there and let's they, just do it again. Yeah. And then they won. And you and have it to sacrifice like, someone to the. <laughs> to the, the side cut. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're 6-0 since they started sacrificing <laughs> fans. So, yeah. Wow. Bill's Mafia mm. hit different, man. Oh. They, uh, they're probably the craziest bunch yeah. in uh, – Jump through burning <laughs> tables, <laughs> et cetera. So, yeah. hey, if you live in Buffalo, you, you got to do something. Go really muddy so up and, and jump in that. That's in it. That, yeah. Well, they've had um, travel bans because of the weather. So they essentially yeah. had, you know, stay at home, don't risk uh, going out because it's too dangerous. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – be another very cold, very interesting football game. Uh, I just don't think this Kansas City is going to win the Super, Super Bowl. Are you going Bills? Yeah, I think it's Bills here with a bit of that home field advantage. Um, and, yeah, does Kels retire? His brother potentially retiring. He's pretty close. He's got the girl of his dreams. He might be travelling the world on, uh, <laughs> yeah, on really Taylor need, Swift tours. Does he really need Maybe. to go again? I think if they went all the way and won another Super Bowl, he'd be done. Like uh, 100%, I don't think he'd come back. But get knocked out here. Still pretty good. <laughs> Still probably yeah. top three tight end in the league. Mm-hmm. You see as well on the season he missed 1,000 yards by like 16 or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I can't believe they didn't just get that into it. No, it, well, it was his choice. Yeah. He sat the last game. Ah, uh, true. Mm. So they, they, uh, they, he was just like, I don't, you know. Not worth the injury. I, um, uh, yeah. you know, playoff winning Super Bowl, more important mm. than getting 16 yards and getting 1,000 1, for the year. But, yeah, his numbers have been down since of all the uh, Taylor Swift stuff. They have been winning. We're still talking about a tight end nearly yeah. getting 1,000 yeah. yards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But by his lofty standards, down. So How many was yep. it? It was 984? 984, yeah. Touchdowns yeah. were down though. Touchdowns five for the season. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Slightly distracted. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, yeah. As long as Patrick Mahomes is still calling, like I can't see That's my thoughts, man. Yeah. Yeah, doing yeah. anything. It's, yeah, it's Brady Gronk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, true. And they're these super, super competitive guys that have got the taste for it now. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd imagine he goes around again. And and I, I think the Chiefs win this yes. game. 35, though, I think going on 36. Uh, I don't think he's that he's, old. He's 98. He's 98, baby. 98? 88. 88. 89. 89. Blo- blokes got fucking 10 years uh, left in him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's starting in the league. So Sorry. He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's an 89, 89 baby. So he turns yeah. 35 this year. Yeah. Yeah. He can play another year if he Let's wanted to. We'll get the confirmation. Yes, he's 34, same age as us. Yep. I'm not 34 yet, you old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a month or so, bro. Can, so, you, can you go most uh, receiving yards by tight end uh, NFL history? So Tony Gonzalez would be ahead of him. I'm assuming Antonio Gates is ahead of him or is he, he gone? He is older than all of us. There you go. There you go. And, and slightly more athletic. And slightly Debatable. more. Debatable. <laughs> and we're not going <laughs> to bring the, the wives and girlfriends into it, but slightly more famous. Yeah. Uh, Jason so Witten, he's fourth. Jason so yep. He's fourth. 
He, he's well, he, Kevin, only he, we're more famous than our girlfriends, so that's good. Our wives, so. are we famous? We're more famous than they are. <laughs> Whereas is the opposite, so we'll take that. <laughs> On by technicality, <laughs> um, um, Travis Kelsey, he, five hundred yards behind Antonio Gates when it comes to tight ends. Overall, like oh, four, so he's fourth. He's yeah, fourth. So he yeah. could go oh, to okay. third, but there's no chance he's ca- catching Witten or Gonzalez. Yep. Gonzalez yeah. freak, man, 15,000. Like he's still 4,000 yards behind Tony Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. played 110 games less. Mm-hmm. Incredible longevity from, uh, from uh, Tony, Tony Gonzalez. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of coaching chat. We've sort of alluded to bits and pieces. So Bill Belichick gets the sack. So long mm-hmm. after 20 years, good luck. I don't recall yep. saying good luck. <laughs> Something along those lines. Yep. Mike yeah. Vrabel goes. Yep. Now there's a Patriots connection there. Does Vrabel mm. go there? No, mm. he doesn't because Jared Mayo gets it. Yep. So yep. Has, he hasn't coached. Uh, head, head coach, head, no. He hasn't head coach, yeah, no. he's been he's been with the Patriots for quite a while and seen uh, across league circles as being an up and coming head coach. And he's only young as well, isn't he? Yes. And the Patriots have, um, you know, kept him, him in house yeah. and hired him. I think he's now the youngest head coach in the NFL. Is he younger over, than McVeigh? Younger than McVeigh. McVeigh's yeah. had it for the last like three or four years. Yeah. Um, he won the Super Bowl when he's fucking 31 <laughs> or so. Yeah. Uh, and he, I think McVeigh was saying, you know, making jokes. It's like, oh, finally someone's younger than me mm. <laughs> being a head coach. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But I think that's a good story there again for Mayo to take over that position, uh, take over that job there. The Patriots, he's going to have a tough time of it. They need a quarterback or they need to find something with the quarterbacks they have. Um, and then Pete Carroll was the other one, as mentioned before. That was Crazy, a bit, a bit of a shocker there. Um, mm. So Pete kind of not sacked, mutual – well, not fired, sort of, you know, mutual agreement, separation, mm. will probably move into the uh, – into the. Um, He's like front office kind of yeah, exactly. role now, isn't he? He's a consultant. Yeah. Keep him around the club, uh, help them, you know, find a replacement and you know, see what happens. Um, and then today the Raiders hired their was former interim um, head coach uh, Antonio Pierce, uh, so he also will stay with them uh, for the seal future. Mm. He was uh, did he play? I think he played for the Raiders. He definitely played for the Giants. I do remember that. Um, but, uh, was well liked by the players, and a lot of a lot of them wanted him to stay around as a player. Redskins and Giants only. Yeah, yeah. I think he coached. Mm. Linebacks coach for a year. Yeah, for Raiders, he's been been on their their coaching staff. Also been with Arizona State and was a, a Long Beach mm. Poly uh, high school head coach. A lot yeah, of NFL, a lot yeah. of NFL players come out of that school, mm-hmm. high school. Yeah, well, that's probably the Raiders connection then, because when they were um, originally LA Raiders and then moved and etc. Thank you, Steelers Nation Australia. Yeah. Played for Giants when uh, they won the Super Bowl with mm-hmm. with Eli. Mm-hmm. Uh, so outside of that, Panthers, Chargers, Hawks, Titans and Commanders all interviewing everyone and I think Falcons should be on that list as well. I missed them. Falcons. Well, they're they're yep. above because they've ah, that's right. yes. already interviewed uh, with Belichick. So. For the second time, as yeah. mentioned before. So that's looking pretty likely. And then Harborough, I can't even say the name. Jim Harbour. <laughs> Harbour, uh, Jim is also had his second interview today. Um, so they look like heavy favourites there for the Falcons job at the moment. So good chance mm. that both teams that were in the natty for the college um, ball uh, both need need new coaches. Mm-hmm. Mm. Quick story about the the Welsh fella, Lewis mm-hmm. Rees Zammett. Uh, he's, he's 
given up uh, playing rugby to pursue playing NFL. Now, obviously, uh, Val Holmes and, and Jared Hayne come to mind as Aussies, yep. you know, and it didn't really work out for, for either of them. Yeah, this I, guy I guess stars of a different sport that then went across. Um, different to, say, Malanta, who's uh, kind of came through this program as an unproven, uh, you know, Australian and mm. has um, been dominant there as left tackle. One of the highest paid Australian athletes in the world now, Jordan yep. Mylata. Yep. Uh, this fella, Lewis Reese Zamet, 10-4, he runs 100 metres. Mm. So can't teach that at kind si- of speed. Also at 6'3", yep. 200 big. pounds. Yep. So uh, he's a big lad, um, plays on the wing for Wales, played um, internationally for them. I mm-hmm. think he had about 30 caps um, from what I remember. He's also not that old. I think he's no, about 23. 22. 22. 22. 22. Yep. So, yep. yeah, definitely young. He's going to come through the international pathway. And they've actually extended the international pathway. Mm. Um, so every practice squad will have a designated position for – an international pathway player if they want to add it. Mm. So there's potential to add 32. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But they go through this program to see if they I guess they've got the, the, the required sort of talent, understanding of the game to be given a practice squad position. I think I worked out the money. It's a slight pay cut for him. Um, I think it's about 200. I think he was on 220, 250 odd pounds, not official numbers, uh, current contact. It's about 200 pounds, 200k pounds uh, for a practice squad position, which I can't remember the USD um, conversion. So uh, still good money um, yeah. to, to, do, to do nothing essentially yeah. <laughs> as a comparison to being a, a, a top flight uh, rugby player. So uh, it'll be interesting. He's the biggest name on that list. There's a few Australians that have played a little bit of rugby league going across as well. A bunch of Irish, Englishmen, uh, I assume uh, former rugby guys uh, by the looks of that. There's a uh, typo in there as well. There's a guy from the country of Inglad. Oi, lad. You're a fucking lad. George Smith. Patrick Murtaugh is one of the Aussies. Can scroll back up. Jotham yep. Russell. Uh, Murtaugh I've heard of before. He played a bit of tight end. I haven't heard anything of this Jotham I think Russell, Russell. was the Brisbane player. He was in the Broncos feeder system. Right. Yeah, right. So keep an eye on that. Uh, it's always fun mm. when we see Aussies or, or internationals uh, making it in the NFL. Uh, and, yeah, Lewis Reese Samet, probably the, the big name there from the, the international pathways next yeah, it'd year. Be very, very interesting because he'd be so a big running back. But I, I think you know, their pathways prob- for him is probably punt returner, kick returner, and then yeah. see yeah. if he can uh, get a couple carries in the preseason and put some good tape down. That'll yeah. do it for the NFL segment. Uh, games in about well, less than 12 hours, mm-hmm. so yeah. can't wait. Uh, everyone's picks, please, for um, Super Bowl. Or uh, or just or? for uh, NFC and AFC championship games. Oh, so next week's games. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, we have Ravens. Yep, Ravens for mine. And Ravens. Bills, I think, was what I was saying, mm-hmm. which would be a very tasty matchup. I'm going to go Ravens Chiefs. Yeah, I'll probably go Ravens Chiefs. And then and what's then the other side? Lions and not your Packers. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever pick him. Yeah. No, no, no Packers. I, I, yep. I, yeah, I think it's got to be the Niners. Niners. It's going to be very hard for the Packers to go to Levi. I got. I yep. just got to go with them. They're my team. I don't think there's much yeah. thought going Heart into that. So, so I'll say Packers v Lions NFC North. Uh, uh, championship mm. game. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, you got to go the other way, surely. Yeah. 49ers, um, Bucks. Fun. Uh, very fun. It, it would still be very good to see the Lions go through as well. Yeah. Yeah. Long suffering. Yes. Seen grown men cry in that day. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That doesn't get lead in your pencil. I don't know what will. Coming from a Packers fan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's talk some hoops. Curry, Curry sets, fires, puts it up, bang! Boston's finally lost the game, so they <laughs> lost today. Up the but yeah, to the Nugs, who uh, are looking very good. This this could be the you know uh, the NFL uh, the NFL the <laughs> NBA <laughs> finals after just talking about NFC champions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means the Celtics are 20 and, 20 and one on the season. They had won twenty seven in a row at TD Garden going back to last year. Bucks in second. Mm. See that Dame Lillard dagger. There was four, Same time. four and a bit seconds left on the inbound, so they had to get it in quick, get a few dribbles in, and they sort of let it rip from halfway between the logo and the three-point arc, and it went in, and uh, that was to win by one. So yep. it was a real dagger for, for Kings fans. Mm-hmm. 76ers, so we were speaking last part about the Embiid streak. That's continued. He did miss a couple through injury, uh, but he's got 19 games now where he scored 30 or more. He's under $3 for the first time this year to be the MVP. I think barring injury or Joker just going absolutely berserk, uh, you know, post-All-Star break, I think it's all his. Yeah, which is kind of where we were, I think, last year as well. So, mm, yeah. Um, yeah, Bede will probably top the scoring again, whether he misses too many games towards the back end of the season, like last year, mm. that really hurts his chances. It'll be interesting, but uh, they played Nuggets this week as well and that was a really good game. I think over 140 for both of them and um, – both sides that was um, mm. teams, mm. Uh, so a bit of back and forth and a high scoring. So uh, it will be an uh, interesting battle to follow with the two big men with uh, who's going to steal the MVP. Cavs are looking pretty interesting. They've won six in a row, uh, including hammering the Bucks. That was after that that um, crazy overtime win. So I think it was the day after too. So weren't we worried about them considering injuries that they yeah, were going to so, slide? Well, Evan Mobley um, and who else was out? Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. So they've they've both made returns, uh, and go. when they've got their you know role players like. Like George Niang, the the minivan, uh, mm-hmm. you know, starting to become a bit of an NFL uh, NBA <laughs> NBA journeyman, uh, scoring thirty three points. He missed one from the field, went five from five for six from three point land. Uh, he had an incredible night against one of the best teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Do you guys see the a spider assist? Spider Mitchell assist. No, uh, set him up. Well. Was driving, drew about three defenders. No look behind the back. Pops it out to Niang, who has. All day to, to shoot it, and he sinks the three. Uh, Spider Mitchell, oh, yeah. he's he's different. Cavs are fun, man. They they got a good young young <laughs> yep. team, uh, and obviously yeah. a, a lot lot stronger. Uh, you know, in in the last eighteen months with the with the arrival of of Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Mm. Stephen A. He he was uh, tooting his horn about the about the Packers. He had predicted that the Cowboys would, would stink. Do yep. a Cowboys thing and and. Uh, and lose, uh, but he he's also trying not to get his hopes up that, about, about he, his he's, Knicks. He's getting stuck in a skip, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like either of these men. I think I hate Skip more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it that way. Uh, so Kendrick Perkins was trying to get him to take the bait, and, mm-hmm. you know, how they're looking this year. You know, <laughs> they, they might be going to the conference finals. I don't know how he figures that because those – Four teams above him look oh, pretty very good. Very good. Well. Yeah. And he was, he, he was taking it maybe a little theatrical in the way that yeah. he does for, for a bit of entertainment's sake. Uh, but saying that they've been breaking my heart every year since they were five. Mm-hmm. Oh, since he was five, uh, the, the Knicks uh, haven't been in a, in the conference finals for a long, long time. I don't see it happening this year. And albeit, you know, Brunson and Randall very good. I just don't know if they've got enough other pieces. Uh, look at those top three mm. and you're like, no. Nope. 
Heat, mm. we always talk about them and can't yeah. can't rule them out. Yeah, heat, heat are exactly where heat need to be. So yeah, there or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Probably biggest news of the week: uh, Pascal Siakam goes mm. to the Pacers. Fuck, they traded everything for him. Yep. So they're really uh, putting their chips in in well, now. And the way that Halliburton's been playing, you kind of like, okay, well maybe you know they they can set up this sort of big three yep. with Tyrese uh, and Miles Turner. Uh, so they gave up uh, Bruce Brown, Jordan uh, Nora, and Kira Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bruce Brown was a starter for mm-hmm. them. They brought him in from the Nugs, uh, you know, about about uh, halfway through last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also gave up three first-round picks, so that's a lot to get their man. Uh, Pascal Siakam, mm-hmm. uh, probably the the best player on that Raptors side, barring mm-hmm. maybe Scotty Barnes uh, in terms of looking ahead towards the future, yep. so that's mm. a big, big get for the Pacers and uh, you certainly can't rule them out, uh, you know, now now with three sort of um, world-class class players on their on their list. Mm. Yep. Magic is sliding a little there, 22 and 20. Um, Bulls, uh, uh, they're the first team below 500. You guys see uh, Jerry mm. Krause getting booed? Mm-hmm. Well, he... He's passed away, so, uh, but they they uh, added it. They did the Bulls Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. He, he yeah. was included in it, and his and widow was there. Yeah, yeah. poor form. I thought uh, the mm. well, he, the last dance obviously paints him out to he's be he's the villain. A yeah, big yeah. Villain. Um, and you, you know you can only sort of go off off what yeah. you hear. But that's also probably dramatized a little, a little bit. bit yeah, so. A bit of. Uh, Maybe uh, yep. sort of poetic license in in yeah. that documentary, one mm-hmm. of the all time sports documentaries. Mm-hmm. But yeah. fact of the matter was, he brought six championships to yeah. Chicago, and they haven't he been did. able to replicate it since. Yeah, arguably the best p- basketball player of all time <laughs> on, <laughs> on their team, but he had a lot to do with with getting him into that into that system. Yeah, so I, I thought pretty, yeah. pretty poor from uh, from the Chicago fans to be booing. Yep. There, um, Hawks are sliding, uh, and now we're starting to talk about. Ne- you know, teams looking at towards next year. Well, Raptors yeah. was mentioned before with the trade going full rebuild. Full rebuild. So I think there's yeah. uh, there's only one player. I think only Chris Bo- Chris Boucher's there from the 2019 championship team. So mm. uh, Kawhi mm. Leonard, obviously the the biggest star from that team. He's been with the Clippers along with Norman Powell. But then they've lost Kyle Lowry to the Heat. Fred mm. Van Vliet started the year, went to the Rockets, and uh, OG Anubi as well recently to the Knicks. So well the Knicks. they've just gone, fuck it. We've got three first-round picks. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll put our chips in uh, in the coming years. Yep. Uh, you see Darko as well. I think I sent it to you boys. You know, fiery, Balkan <laughs> uh, man uh, going absolutely ham on the officials after the loss to the Lakers. Yeah. But he was pretty adamant that Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be all-star. <laughs> all country, he's best man. Scotty Barnes <laughs> fucking and he's probably sipping rock out, you know, <laughs> throughout. Throw uh, Darko, he's, uh, he's a fiery man and he's got yep. a lot of faith in Scotty Barnes. So Scotty's yep. going to be the face of that franchise moving forward. So of those yeah. three first rounders, I uh, assume they're spread over a couple of years. They're not all in the upcoming. Draft. Uh, can you get the deal? Um, I'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah I'd, well, they wouldn't have three to pick. They wouldn't have three unless they've three, got, three to. Cause they've to, got some uh, extras and they've traded some away. I think but, you're right. I don't think it's all next year. Yeah. No. So uh, yeah, a bit of time to capitalize on them, but uh, they'd hopefully want to be getting some return. So they can capitalize on the way it's going. I don't mind it. Like it's just literally just white flag and 
this year, trading away your best player and, and just looking, you know, to, to go full rebuild. But it'd be interesting to see, uh, yeah, where those where those picks are, Monks, if uh, if you wouldn't mind chasing that up. Bottom three teams, uh, they're, they're also looking towards the next year. That's Hornets, Wizards and the Pistons. Win a game? Did win a game, albeit against the Wizards. Wizards. But, <laughs> you know, when you've won four in the year, you, you take all, uh, all the wins that you can get. You never know, they might claw their way off the bottom of the table. <laughs> I've <laughs> seen some video of them playing and it's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who's that chicken? Uh, oh, I'm really <laughs> struggling now. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if either of you guys are going to know. There's a there's a chick uh, <laughs> yeah. playing college ball that's mm. really really good. White oh, girl, Caitlin. Yeah, someone. I know. I'd yeah, I've seen it on socials. Yeah, yeah. But, who does she play for? Uh, Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. She likes. Mm-hmm. Putting mm-hmm. forty up each night. Yeah, yeah. But she's yeah. doing the Steph Curry like three point shots. And yeah, yeah. Away before yeah, it lands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's sick. And it, yeah. all the comments are like, "Pistons, get, get her on the Pistons." Now. <laughs> 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 like, she'll save them. <laughs> They've moved That's away it. from murdering their team. So. <laughs> <laughs> we don't hate them that much. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Did you find that uh, that that deal there? Yep. Yeah. So Raptors get two twenty twenty four first round picks. Mm-hmm. And one, like one conditional and one pick in the 2026. Ah, so draw. two years later. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So that's not too bad. They get two coming straight up. So yep. hopefully be able to get some uh, get some value out of that and pair some guys with um, Scotty. Caitlin yeah. Clark is that girl's name for, of the mm-hmm. Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, keep yep. an eye on her. She's only 21. She will be a WNBA superstar. Mm-hmm. Yep. Slash Detroit Pistons retired jersey. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening in the West? The West, the Wolves still on top, uh, continue to impress uh, a huge sort of matchup in the coming uh, 10 days. They play OKC twice uh, and their first mm. one is tomorrow. Basketball shan't be getting too much of a look in on my telly uh, tomorrow, but I'll definitely uh, watch the highlights. Um, the bookies don't believe in either of these two teams. So much like in years past when, you know, no one was believing in, say, the Nuggets, uh, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the odds don't reflect um, the Wolves um, and, and Thunder being real deals. Wolves are $9 to be conference champs. So NBA champs yeah. must be close to 20 bucks. And uh, okay, see you around about the same. Yeah, my all I ever see on my basketball feed is Anthony Edwards highlights, and he's been killing it. He's so, so good, man. He's so man. good. Um, so, and that's big reason why they're up there on the top. So, I think he's been um, you know, very, mm. very good. He's kind of like a you know, Jar Morant was a couple of years ago, where he's like, is he an MVP conversation? He's having that dominant of a year. Kind of feel like Edwards is going that way with the way he's playing at the moment. Yeah, I don't think it's he's just, it's like he's, he's coming out, like he's coming of, of age. Hundred percent, like he's so much further ahead of where he was twelve months ago. Yeah, I just mm. think MVP is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you got the actual odds there. Yeah, so that that Western Conference playoff is is wild. So they've got Phoenix Suns favorites at a dollar twenty three. They're currently sitting that's at to, eight. That's to make the playoffs. Just to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're looking at the wrong thing. We're looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So Western Conference champs is what you need. Who's going to be champion? Nuggets are about three bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two dollars eighty-eight. Well, they're currently in third, yeah. slightly yeah. behind the Thunder at the moment. They they've played two more games. Big story with the uh, Thunder is uh, Josh Giddy and went perfect triple double. <laughs> um, a little while ago, they won that game by sixty-two points. If you don't mind coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charges dropped a few days later, so he's had a, a sort of career night and then a big thing, uh, obviously, 
Uh, lots of speculation being thrown out. We're probably not going to weigh in our two cents, but uh, it's good to see that that uh, he's he'll be free to, so, to continue his career. Yeah. So the interesting thing is the police investigation's been dropped, mm. but the NBA investigation's been picked back up. Okay. Because oh, they, so, they, they so he part, could face some in league sanctions. Exactly. Yeah. They might be mm. like, oh, you brought the game into, into disrepute, etc. Mm. Have a sit down for a couple of weeks. Okay. But I, I think if yeah the the coppers couldn't get anything, um, they probably will. Just to leave it be. Um, I, th- I think I saw her as a baseball player that's in a lot more trouble than Josh Giddy is. I think they had like 600 pages of evidence of his wrongdoings with uh, a certain young lady. So. Right, roll. <laughs> was he on the outside? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was. But, um, yeah, there's, I saw that float across my uh, news feed. What was his name? Bill Clinton of the Atlanta <laughs> Braves. He's probably still in Mexico. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's um, yeah. Those Western Conference right. numbers, please. Yeah, we've got that there now. Uh, yes, you're right. Uh, Nuggets are at top $2.88. Uh, Clippers uh, coming in second there at $5. Suns at $7. Timberwolves $9 there along with OKC. And a big jump out of the yeah. Mavs. That's it. Interesting. I think they're playing good, good basketball. I think yeah, mm. Joker come playoffs, and then the experience of uh, of the Clippers, who are starting to finally get things right. They started off pretty slow, um, you know, with this with yep. this aging sort of team with with PG thirteen, Kawhi and Harden. But Harden's been uh, uh, revitalized in twenty twenty four. New year, new me. Uh, he's averaging ten dimes a game. They're seven and two in in the new year, and uh, yeah, they're second on the on the. Um, Odds there for for West champs, Pels in fifth. Uh, I think the coming sort of weeks is going to be difficult. They've got Phoenix uh, and OKC at home, and then they've got a road trip that's at Bucks at Celtics. So good luck to Zion and Ingram and Co there. Uh, and then we get into this logjam down through the the sort of play in areas with Mavs, Kings, Suns, Jazz, Lakers, all within a couple of games of each other. Lakers were nineteen and twenty one. Um, uh, through 40 games last year. They were 19 and 21 through 40 games this year. Uh, they did make playoffs last today. year. Are they going to do it again this year? Well, they lost today and they've gone under 500. So, Not looking great, is it? New. And mm. LeBron is still here. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure if LeBron played today, though. Should be an easy enough check. I will, I will check that. The box score there. I did see that he's got the um, – or opponents have the lowest field goal percentage in the league when they're guarded mm. by year 21 LeBron. Jeez. Imagine if he wins defensive player of the year in uh, in year 21. No, he played, <laughs> played Saturday Anthony Davis. They lost to the Nets. They got they? smacked by the Nets too. Yeah, yeah they're a full, full squad. Rockets starting to look like the Rockets of old. They've lost the five of their last six. Uh, I don't think that they'll be playing playoffs, unfortunately, after the hot start. Uh, and then a bit of sad news out of mm-hmm. uh, Golden State with uh, Dejan um, Milojevic, uh, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Deki, um, 46, and the poor bloke uh, suffered a heart attack whilst uh, on team dinner in Salt Lake City. Uh, I saw a few games getting postponed. I thought, well, oh, that's that's unusual and, and this is why. Uh, so the, the players, Steve Kerr and um, and the like, uh, all, all pretty rocked by it. Um, it's also horrible, horrible for their season. You know, we've mm-hmm. had the discussion about Draymond and his, you know, his brain explosions. He's been back in the team but it's been pretty quiet. He's also looking is like – Is that a bad thing? 
Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but in, in terms of his play, play we're yeah. still talking yeah. about one of the his best, best defenders in down. the NFL. In, fuck, that's nearly three times. <laughs> <laughs> take it all, take it. Uh, <laughs> one of the best uh, uh, defenders in the NBA. Um, it's looking like the season's starting to slip away. But uh, look, basketball is yeah. pretty irrelevant when, um, you know, uh, a bloke passes in his 40s, uh, thoughts with his family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Grizzly season is well and truly done, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. With Jar, uh, the big news from last week being that he's having season-ending shoulder surgery. Mm. This is a weird one. So sort of, uh, Out of pick, blue, really. picked up my interest as well, yeah, given, you know, uh, my job. Um, Tori's labrum, so the labrum is like a bit of cartilage that's inside your shoulder socket, keeps the um, the humeral head from... from uh, from popping out. Uh, he hasn't had an obvious dislocation. They said he suffered a subluxation at training, which is essentially like when it just clicks out and comes back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he must have torn his labrum just from that. So typical recovery is about six months. So better for him to have the surgery now, call it a season and uh, yeah. and try again next year. Yeah, exactly. They'd be struggling without him. So they went the bottom of the table essentially. So... Uh, they had a tough ask to even be competitive this year. He would have had to play nearly every game. And, yeah, if his shoulder's not great, they've, they've taken the hit this year and they'll try again next. It's crazy in the games that he mm. did play how much better they were mm-hmm. with, with Jar back. But, uh, yeah, I think that season done for the Grizz. Yep. Uh, and Blazers and Spurs also will be looking at, uh, at draft picks for next year. Mm-hmm. All right, should we talk some soccer, football? Let's go. Oh, yeah. Yes, we have to talk about uh, the male Matildas. Shout out to uh, Batuta with that one. Pretty good gear, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obviously, uh, the Tillies uh, heroic in in their uh, semi-final berth last year at the World Cup. But we do need to talk Asian Cup uh, here Mm -hmm. in the men's. I did stay up last weekend to watch Mm -hmm. the India game. A little bit scrappy, I must say. Uh, we won 2-0. Uh, Matt Ryan out there with the face mask on. Uh, he had a broken cheekburn in the lead up. Uh, had a lot of possession, just couldn't really score. It was a nil all uh, first half. Second half we scored. Uh, the first goal was quite scrappy. It was a, a keeping error from the Indian keeper. Jackson Irvine put it in. And then uh, a little bit of super sub action. So Jordan Boss, who had that big uh, transfer um, deal to leave the A-League to go over to play in Belgium, yep. scored with his first touch after coming uh, coming on. So Graham Arnold looking like a bit of a super coach there. 70% of the ball, only six shots on target, was a bit worrying. From and 28, so we'll yeah, tw- yeah, exactly. So a bit of shooting practice was needed. And then uh, Syria actually had more ball than the, than the male Matildas did. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one, um, uh, a couple of nights ago, 60th minute, Jackson Irvine uh, put in um, a, a really good setup from Martin Boyle, who skinned a few defenders. But, yeah, a bit lucky to get the win. Uh, had less ball than the Syrians there. So we're guaranteed of progression. We're top of Group B on six points. Worst we can do is finish second with a loss to Uzbekistan, draw with them, and we'll have uh, the the number one in the group. Mm-hmm. And I'll quote the great Borat, uh, as I say, fuck you, Uzbek, <laughs> uh, in the lead-up to, to this game. <laughs> Uh, can we have a look at the other groups? So, yeah. group so Qatar's through. They will finish in first in Group A. Uh, mm-hmm. China probably likely to, to go through uh, in second there. Uh, going down to Group C. Yep. Iran uh, are through there. Uh, Emirates will be the second team there. Mm-hmm. Uh, your Hong, Hong Kong brethren, yep. no good. No good. 
Iraq. That's that's good. You know, yeah. struggling yeah. nation. Um, to they beat Japan. It must have been someone good. Yeah, they did. That's, yeah, how good's that? One, yeah. yeah, two one. So beat beat Japan. Look at that Japanese team. They're pretty stacked with uh, guys at big leagues uh, mm-hmm. in Europe. So mm-hmm. the Iraqis yeah. doing a massive um, number on them, and uh, Japan in real real danger here because Indonesia have got three points. So. Um, yep. Indonesia Japan uh, Japan have to win that game essentially yeah. to game. to go through yeah look on paper probably yeah. should win probably <laughs> should win <laughs> stranger <laughs> things have happened uh, and then we're down to a lot of speculation because these groups haven't played, played their second game, game. Yep. so Jordan and South Korea there South Korea look they pretty fucking this. stacked um, mm. so they probably both get it out of the group there yep. and what's group F uh, Thailand Saudi Arabia Oman Kyrgyzstan Fucking Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, all, we've spoken so much about this league and all of these players play in the league and I was reading about how much they're going to dick O'Man. Uh, I put a punt on Saudi Arabia, never doing that again because uh, <laughs> I took them minus the line and uh, they only won 2-1. So that's, teach me. And they were, they, behind, won. they were behind for 90% of that game as well. They were. They were. I got up for, for a piss in the middle of the night and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh. There is uh, some... A chance for the third teams as well to get through. So we're yep. at 24 going to 16. Uh, in retrospect, Asian Cup could probably stay at 16. <laughs> I'm glad the Euros have gone bigger. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, when we're talking about yep. Hong Kong and Palestine and uh, the other juggernauts of uh, of world football. Thailand, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Thailand won a game. Good on. Yeah, true. Uh, so, yeah, Qatar and Iraq, the only teams that are through. We're, we're through. It's just whether we'll yep. finish first, first or second. First or second, yeah. The sad news, I suppose, uh, from the football world was uh, Sam Kerr doing her ACL marks. Can you get any news? The Olympics up uh, six months away, so it's essentially her Olympic dreams uh, over. Minor miracle yeah. for her to play in that. Yeah, she she's needs, only she 30. needs that AP shit to be able to do it. Yeah, um, and even Adrian Peterson, he, I think he was eight months when he had his crazy mm, comeback. Yeah. It's look, you don't want to say things are impossible, modern medicine, yada yada, but it's yeah. pretty close to it. It's a huge mm. loss uh, for the Matildas um, going into the Olympics. Yeah. Yep. It's a big loss for, you know, just Australian morale as well because mm. coming off that uh, unreal World Cup performance, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of people will be around the Matildas for Paris 2024. And do we have a flag bearer? Oh, no, they, they won't announce it for yeah, months, okay. you wouldn't think. So, do you reckon she might have ever had a shoe in for it? Well, it might like be a nice gesture, yeah. yeah. She's only 30, so it's not her Olympic... You know, dreams well, over. Done, she yeah. she could go again in in four years' time. Mm. Um, a lot, you know, obviously a lot of work and rehab uh, up ahead, but uh, a real real kick in the in the teeth for for the Matildas and and football fans in this country. Yep. Yep. EPL, not too much to talk about. It's been pretty quiet. Uh, Chelsea had a win. City uh, did get Kevin De Bruyne back. Uh, he is so so good. Uh, looked like he'd barely missed any football. He'd missed uh, pretty much all all of the season. Had to have surgery on his hammy. Uh, and United having a, a draw against um, everyone's second team uh, with Big Ange at the at the helm uh, with with Tottenham. Uh, so Monk's bringing up the table there. Not no, too no. much has changed. Liverpool two points clear of City, uh, Villa and Arsenal round out the top four. Tottenham are equal with Arsenal. Uh, they're only behind on uh, goal difference. West Ham and United, Chelsea uh, into ninth, and then scrolling down to the bottom there. Uh, Sheffield and Burnley are pretty much in trouble. They're in big trouble. Uh, Luton, yep. Everton, Brentford, uh, all also in uh, relegation danger. Yeah, 
Yeah, and during the week we had yeah. that um, financial, financial um, breaching uh, by Everton mm. again. Uh, they're already facing it. Uh, like have so can they can they take more points off it? Well, they're they're currently appealing their ten point penalty, but it's Gosh. been applied. Uh-huh. Uh, so they've already got that, and I guess there is potential mm, to yep. take more off them. Um, and then Not Forest was the other one that also had been in breach um, of the. King not lo- can't lose lose, lose money because yeah. they're they're losing money essentially. Yep. They're, um, I guess uh, ducking them ten points and putting them out of any competition. Uh, Probably it's hurts. not it's not it's great for crowds and no. people want to interest them. It's kind of counterintuitive, yeah, isn't it? it is. Well, it yeah, is. to get promoted up and then yeah. just have your points or docked off. I, 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 get, I guess small, it's, it's like pay pay competing. less on players and everything else to be profitable. I think is what they're saying, and they're, they're just yeah. like oh, we just want to spend. We still want to be competitive. But they're then obviously falling down. Money not, to make money. Yeah, they're not being profitable in the league. So meanwhile, yeah. Man City, do it the Homer Simpson into uh. the fucking hedge. <laughs> That's it for soccer. African Cup of Nations is on at the moment. I haven't seen mm. any of it, but uh, there's a few few big African stars that aren't in uh, their big European leagues at the moment. Uh, I.e. Mm. Salah at uh, at Liverpool. Yeah. All right, let's talk. Uh, Final round. The final round. Huge UFC 297 upcoming tomorrow. Uh, quick look back at last week was the first event uh, of the UFC for the year. So mm. missed it a little bit. It's been, mm-hmm. you know, about a month without the UFC. Quiet. Yep. Magomed Ankalaev uh, getting the win in light heavyweight against uh Johnny keep on walking and lightweight Jim Miller uh, also get a win, the ageless Jim Miller, and he's mm-hmm. been announced for UFC 300, 300 which yep. we'll get to in a second. Mm. But let's uh, let's preview uh, tomorrow's big fights, the first pay-per-view event for the year coming from Toronto, Canada. Mm-hmm. And the, the we'll start from the top of the card, the one that everyone is looking forward to. We've been sort of talking about it for, for a few months here on the ESCI. The champion, Sean Strickland, taking on the two in Drikus Duplessis. Duplessis uh, is 20. 20 and 2. He's not lost in the UFC mm-hmm. and mm. really gave Strickland the opportunity to become the middleweight champ. Uh, he pulled out of the fight uh, against Israel Adesanya at UFC 293 due to a broken foot. Uh, Izzy obviously going on his rant that had a lot of uh, expletives that you might find in rap songs uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in the octagon aimed at, at Drikus and they don't get the, the fight in the end because Strickland stunned the world and, mm-hmm. and it all happened here in Sydney. Uh, back in September uh, when he uh, performed one of the biggest upsets mm. in UFC history yep. when he beat the champ Israel Adesanya. How do we see this one playing out, boys? Yeah, it's, I think it's an interesting fight because, you know, Strickland's kind of the, the fighter. You just like – you don't see how he wins this fight. Like even against Israel, it's like how is he going to do it? And it's, you know, forward pressure. Yeah, heaps, yeah. Forward pressure. Forward pressure and heaps of defensive skill set, um, you know, that's that's the way he he's going to go out there and win. Didn't work yep. against Alex Pereira, but you know that's a different beast when you get hit by those yep. <laughs> stone hands. Um, but you know against Israel it worked. Um, whether that works for um, Duplessis is is the question. Uh, mm. So it's that's the kind of where the fight's going to be. Um, Sean's going to be coming forward the whole time, and uh, Duplessis I think is going to try and. You know, yeah, he's a big dude, especially he's, once he rehydrates. He's a fucking yeah. big middleweight. Dude. Yeah, so he, he likes to finish fights as well. Yeah, he'll be only throwing, one's gone to decision. He'll last. be throwing some bombs. So yeah, only one's ever really gone to decision. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Whereas like for how dominant Strickland was over Israel, um, it still went to decision. So it still went to mm. full five rounds. So uh, yeah. Sean looks like he's in incredible shape um, from, all, yeah. from all the pictures I've seen. So he looks like he's up for this one and it'll be very interesting. There's been a, a lot of back and forth with, uh, you know, what's happened there. And it seems like they've kind of um, buried the hatchet, squashed that beef as you will. Uh, and they're just prepared to fight each other now and see who's the better man uh, at the end of it. So uh, I think it's going to be a good fight and uh, mm. hard, hard to pick a winner. Yeah, well, the bookies have got the same. It's dollar ninety. You can't split them. Yeah, there you go. Jeez, um, yeah. I did see something, something very clickbaitable that I was saying that is do perceive the best African uh, UFC athlete. <laughs> well, he that's. <laughs> Maybe he pushes that rhetoric himself because he has had sort of jabs at, at Kamara Usman and Israel in that exactly. sense. Well, I actually live in Africa, Africa and train yeah. out of Africa and if I become champ, I'm actually a true African champ. Yeah. Whereas Israel, obviously African heritage, Nigerian heritage, same with yeah. Kamara. Um, but Usman spent most of his life in the States right. and Israel most of his life in, in New Zealand. So yep. um, Drake is really pushing that, you know, mm. if you're African, get around me sort of mm -hmm. rhetoric mm -hmm. uh, because, yeah, he, he lives and trains out of South Africa. In Ghana also, uh, you know, yep. that awesome yeah. story yeah. Uh, as told on Rogan of, of getting out of Cameroon. Out of France. Yep. Uh, yeah, lots of, lots of his life out of, uh, out of France. Uh, looking at Drykus's record, so hasn't lost in the UFC. Like you were saying, Monks uh, tends to finish fights as well. Yep. He came through the South African EFC and was just dominant, didn't lose in that. Uh, and he was winning fights at the age of like 19, 20 yeah. in that um, and then and hasn't put a step wrong since he's been in the UFC and really mm. pieced up Robert Whittaker uh, in his last fight. So he's, he's certainly got the skills. Uh, like you said, he's a fucking big... Uh, middleweight and has that a wrestling judo background. So if he if he gets his mitts on uh, on on Strickland, it, it could be game over. Uh, we saw the striking ability of Sean Strickland in that Adesanya fight, and uh, his uh, his striking's really only gone from strength to strength. It seems over the last yep. few years. So that seems to be the the matchup. There is uh, is the striking power of Strickland versus the grappling uh, of mm. Duplessis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Going for anyone in particular? Sean obviously rubs some people the wrong way. He's outspoken. How much of it is a character? I don't know. I think a lot of it's character. Yeah, it's he's, it's he's very similar heel, to WWE kind of. Yeah, same sort of thing as Covington. Like, he's got to, got to be the bad guy. Yeah. Um, easy to be the bad guy for him, I guess. Um, and then also it's that, like, comes from a sort of fucked up past and well, yeah. pretty open about yeah, that yeah, yeah. on uh, on Rogan and Theo Vaughn's podcast mm. and, and the like. So, you know, maybe some of that does play into it as yeah. well. But, yeah, we've certainly seen the uh, mm. the UFC athlete change a little bit over, over time from the, yeah. you know, always respectful and, uh, you know, true martial artist mm. sort of GSP types yeah. to these loudmouth uh, yeah. sort of caricatures uh, that we see with a, with a Sean Strickland or a Colby yeah. Covington. Yeah, I don't know like what makes the most interest probably in that division is mm. what I'm trying to kind of think of because, you know, Whitaker there's probably as an interesting fight but of course has been lost recently, probably needs to get a win. And he's had, yeah. I was he's had say, so many chances yeah, as well. Yeah. Do, do, does, you know, if Duplessis wins, does you know, Israel probably makes the most sense. Strickland wins. I think, I think that's a fight. Yeah, if Strickland yep. wins, then you know you kind of rule the, that allowed again, and you kind of do you though? Yeah, well, it, you you don't. I don't think you run Israel back straight away, especially considering he's kind of semi-retired at the moment. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, it's likely he's going to be back. 
Um, but then you look at all those other guys, like Israel's beaten yeah. everyone, Kananir, Vittori, Costa. Yeah. Like, well, I'm looking at that. Yeah. I feel like if, if Adesanya wants set the rematch, I think yeah. that he has yeah. to get it. Yeah, but I think if if it's if Diplomacy wins, then it's definitely going to be Israel. If Strickland wins, I think it then opens the door for maybe Vittori, Kananir, Whitaker, et cetera. What about going down? Um, what about Hamzat? Well, yeah, well, that's the thing, yeah. The yeah. Hamzat's in there is probably is a, is a, definitely is an interesting one. That's uh, it. Paula like Costa, I think, is going to be booked, has signed his con- contract to fight Whitaker as well because mm-hmm. they had mm. that in early, late last year and then it got canned, yeah. uh, which could then end up being a um, potential, you know, title fight eliminator. Yeah. E- easy on the Venos the night before there, Paula. <laughs> That's it. Well, I mean, yeah, if, if Strickland wins, then he's probably not fighting for a good nine, 12 months, I reckon, until mm. they sort out like their order. Mm. Yeah, we could um, do. With, Have a yeah, bit of a break. With yeah. who's on the list there and he at those rankings. He likes to be rankings. active, though. He does like to be active. Could you see him move up or down? Probably more not, up uh, than. Not <laughs> <a> chance, <laughs> I wouldn't think no. not with only one defence. I think Dubois yep. could go up if he wanted to, because just mm. his national size. But yeah, I think middleweight's where Strickland will stay. Yep. Hamza's 13 and 0. Has he got a next fight announced? No, so he's to be determined. Yeah, comes beat, moving beat, forward. beat Usman uh, in a fight that probably should have gone been a five round fight because uh, it would have been interesting because Usman was came on late in that one. Mm. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, he's a name in there. And then oh, well, there's the um, the young fella, um, Bo Bo he's Nickel? not ranked. Bo Nickel, but, but yeah, Bo Nickel, he's going to come through pretty quick, I think, as well once they. Give him some rank, guys. He's also mm. the most recent uh, MMA Rogan podcast. Good listen, Bo Nickel. Mm. Uh, wrestling mm. background was just Dominant. dominating <laughs> uh, coll- collegiate <laughs> wrestling. Had his sights set on the MMA from a young sort of man who's like, yeah, I'm not yeah. here to party and drink in college. I don't think he really drank at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just trained, trained, trained. Uh, and looks like an absolute weapon. He is very young. Yeah, yeah I think he... Who did he – I think he wrestled one of the title challenges in middle middleweight. Like it was training with him and he was just like when I wrestled him I knew I was going to be world champion because <laughs> he he's, was just that dominant. Right. So. He's older than I thought. He's 28. I thought he was like 24 for some reason. He's been in the UFC for three years I think now. In the UFC – Two. Yeah, two. Two fights in the UFC. Yeah, this is his third year. So uh, certainly a stacked division. Uh Yep. We're probably looking way too far ahead. We've got a, got a massive <laughs> fight tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. is it is hard to hard to split, uh, but from what I've seen of Drakus, I'm, I'm just going to lean towards him. Yep. Mm. Any final thoughts? No. Yeah, I think yeah, you're probably spot on there. He's probably got slight edge um, in a very heavily contested fight. Yeah. Fence yeah. hitter. The the rest of this card's not really. It's not a huge, yeah, huge uh, uh, for for a main event. But then you look at what ninety eight, ninety nine, and three hundred are doing. Like wild, they're they're very very stacked. There is a co-main. We need to talk about it. Probably the names aren't as big, uh, but there is a vacant uh, uh, belt. Well, there's two vacant belts actually for. Uh, to the girls, but the bantamweight uh, will will be uh, contested between Raquel Pennington and Myra Bueno Silva tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Amanda Nunes left a huge hole in women's mm. MMA when she left her gloves in the octagon at UFC 289. Pennington uh, has been uh, has lost actually a, a title fight before to yep. Nunes, but she's coming off five wins. She's looked quite good. And to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about this uh, Bueno Silva. Do you know much? Oh, I think I've seen a couple of her fights, but yeah, nothing um, 
Uh, it's not jumping to memory. I'll get you a few stats. Uh, she's a 32-year-old Brazilian. Uh, she stands at five foot seven, one thirty-five. Six year in the UFC. And her MMA record is ten and two. She did have a no contest against Holly Holm, uh, and after that, uh, before that, had three wins. Mm. And if, oh, okay, she tested positive. Uh, so it'll be interesting. It's going to be, uh, you know, a. a a big hole left in, in women's fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably not seen since uh, Ronda Rousey left, um, you know, to, to pursue yeah, her, name her, value, definitely. her acting. Yeah, that's right. For name value and, you know, Nunes is the goat of yes, female yeah. fighting. So from a skill sort of perspective, uh, there's no one that really, really matches the hole that she leaves. No, not at all. The rest of the cards are... A little underwhelming. Yeah, there's a few, few interesting names. Neil Magny's on there. Yeah. Mm. Um, Arnold Allen is also there as well. So, uh, you know, some fun fights there, but uh, nothing really to write home about, unfortunately. Mm. And it also clashes for me with uh, the Packers. So I don't th- I don't think <laughs> yeah. I'll be... I don't know if I'll pay for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think the NFL has will take precedent. And, they, you know, the UFC's yeah. not dumb, so... It's the reason why it's in Canada. And, and they know what they're up against. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Having said that, and you just alluded to it, 298, 299, 300, just starting to look more and more saucy, aren't yeah. they? Falk into O'Malley into 300. Um, and 300 added uh, Jim Miller after off his win. He's going to get Bobby Green, who he asked for, I think. So he's fought at, you'll see, 100, 200, and now we'll fight at 300. How crazy. Is yeah. he 40 yet? Oh, yeah, be I'd close. say he'd be very close. Click on Jim Miller there, Monks. Um, and they also added the BMF belt for Max Holloway to come up to lightweight and fight Justin Gagey, which, again, very mm. interesting, very fun fight. Um, the, so the card's kind of rounding out, starting to look very nice. It does also have the um, China, first Chinese-only uh, title fight there for the girls mm. in the strawweight. Mm. I think all that's lacking is the final kind of what's the top fight. There's rumours. Yeah, that, what is going to be yeah. a top fight? <laughs> yeah. There uh, is rumours. Yuri and, and Rakic on it too. Calvin Catter yeah. and Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. Bo Nicholas, Nicholas and aforementioned. Um, and, you know, and Figgy and Cody are there as well. Like that's it's a great it's a card. stack card, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So And the rumours have been uh, Pereira maybe coming up to fight Tom Aspen, you know, for the interim belt in the heavyweight division. There's mm. that. Mm. Or whether Pereira gets someone else. You know, his name's been floated around. He is in Toronto, actually. He was there for the, the press conference and he got a big cheer. He's a big fan favourite. So, you know, there's he's talking about him. Um, Connor's been booked, so he's out. Uh, I saw jokes about Brock Lesnar fighting uh, anyone, <laughs> like even some of the girls just for shits and giggles. Um, <laughs> Rockleson's going to fight a girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you're unless, unless he's fighting his own daughter. I don't know if you've seen his daughter. <laughs> yes, yes. Totally, yeah. She looks like she could maybe uh, keep up with the old man. Oh, no, definitely. So That's it. Um, and then, yeah, so that, that card's kind of starting to round out and it's got some fun fights on it. And then, you know, 298's looking pretty good. Um, of course, topped by Volk. Um, uh, Jeff Neal uh, rebooking against Ian Gary as well as MRAB taking on Henry Cejudo too. So... Very nice. I think his name's Marab, not, not Mrab. Said his name in, in uh, Pig Latin. Volk Tapuria is mid Feb at two nine nine. Oh, so yep. and they've got Whitaker and Costa on that. Yeah, so it's been updated. So that that was. Oh the, well. shame that that's, that's not in Australia. Yeah, so that's been oh. announced. So that's been added. Yeah, they're waiting on paperwork for Costa, but I saw during the yeah. week he'd signed it, so that's looking good. Then Sean O'Malley taking on Cheeto. 
Um, so that's, you know, their rematch. Mm. Sean hasn't lost to him in air quotes apparently. Yeah, yeah. and then Dustin Poirier <laughs> taking on the Frenchman. Um, Benoit Saint-Denis. Yes, uh, BSD. Uh, he's coming up in the division very, very quickly. Mm. So former Special Forces for France, um, et cetera, and uh, he's been Jeez. very, very good. He looks like a dangerous human being. Plenty happening here in the uh, first few months of 2024 in the UFC. Fair bit happening in the boxing world as well. Sean, you got a, an announcement regarding mm. Joseph Parker? Yeah, well, we mentioned, I think, on the last potty that Anthony Joshua was taking on Francis Ngannou. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they've uh, – the two top heavyweights kind of that don't get talked in a, about. Um, like Zhang's been there and he's been taught in that kind of conversation. I th- you'd be interested to check his record because I think he's fought – who did he lose to? Did Wilder knock him out? I, I can't no remember. Idea. So, um, but he's now been booked against Joseph Parker, coming off his win against Wilder. So they they are like at the moment, say five and six in the heavyweight division. He's forty. This Jay Lee Shang. Yes, uh, doesn't matter in boxing, bro. He's <laughs> throw hands. Uh, Nickname Big did Bang. He win a gold medal? He did. Uh, well, combat, not Olympic medal. No and silver. He got a silver in the Olympics in back in 08. Yeah, so what's his recent record? He's twenty six one and one. He his only loss was to Philip Hergovich. No, nothing, nothing. Um, who I was thinking on that list there, um, but yeah, he's been up to the top of the, the division for a little while, and we'll get uh, Parker. So uh, that's a you know, guys that are coming up in the heavyweight division that uh, get on the Anthony Joshua sort of card. You know, good showing in this. You maybe get the winner. Um, of Anthony Joshua versus Francis. Like you, you put your name in that conversation, so uh, it's good. I'm excited for that. So that adds to that card we are already talking about, which mm. is um, pretty interesting. Yeah, look, comparable opponent there. He lost to Joe Joyce. Yeah, yeah, who, um, who Zhang had beaten twice, but obviously coming off that big mm-hmm. sort of unexpected uh, win against Deontay Wilder. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's got a pretty recent, uh, reasonable record over the last sort of five years. His only loss uh, was to Joe Joyce, uh, Joseph Parker. So certainly uh, uh, really announced himself on the world stage when it comes to heavyweight boxing. Yeah. So being the co-main in uh, that uh, Joshua Nangano card it is going to be very good for them. That is Friday, March 8 uh, mm-hmm. in Saudi. That's Viewing-wise here, that'll be ordinary time. I think that will be early morning, morning. I'd imagine, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from boxing to tennis, it's the time of the year when we all like to become semi-tennis experts. Mm-hmm. When the tennis is on at the premium time. During the day. Yeah, during <laughs> all the day. Or, or four <laughs> o'clock in the morning, uh, some games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you can certainly turn on the telly, and especially on a day like today when we were expecting to have cricket to watch, you can turn on the mm-hmm. telly at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. and watch tennis all day. Yep. Starting to get to the business end in Start. the blokes. Uh, so uh, Novak doing Novak things. Yeah, although he's looked beatable. So, mm. um, he's dropped a few sets. Yeah, yeah Popperin right. took a set off him. The young um, Croatian Dino Prismic took a took a set off him. He's only 18, so, um, you know, mm. bright future uh, ahead of him. Uh, mm-hmm. Went to a tiebreaker last night in the third. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's getting pushed, uh, Novak. He's at 35, you know, obviously time's going to catch up with, with blokes at some stage. He still is the number one seed and he's very, very good, good. at tennis. I think he won three of the four Grand Slams last year. But mm-hmm. Ju- mm-hmm. I just get the feeling that he is beatable. The man is human. Mm-hmm. He takes on uh, Manorino. Uh, that's fourth. tomorrow, I believe. Uh, if you just want to keep uh, going. Oh, yeah, we've got uh, current games. Uh, Tsitsipas, Fritz. That's all tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. Tomorrow. 
tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, may as well re- read them out. Yeah, go, go back to where uh, Just go back to this one. So, so keeps down. rolling down. Yeah, so Taylor yeah, Fritz, 12th seed, takes on seven seed, Stefanos Sitsipas. Awesome game there with Jordan Thompson uh, in the mm-hmm. second round against Sitsipas. Took the first set off him, forced two tiebreakers, but just couldn't quite get the bickies there. Um, they're, they're all the Aussie hopes uh, lying with the Demon, uh, who we'll get to in just a second. Yannick Sinner, uh, the Italian, the German Italian, uh, he's looked pretty good, hasn't dropped a set yet. Absolutely destroyed the 26th seed Argentinian Bayers last night. He gets uh, the Karen in tennis, Karen Kachanov. Um, <laughs> always funny. Uh, bloke called Karen. Don't kill me, he's Russian. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, where is he playing out of? He doesn't have a flag. He doesn't have a flag, <laughs> yes. yes. means Russia. <laughs> uh, and the, all the Aussies' uh, hopes uh, will be relying on the demon's shoulders. He mm-hmm. takes on another Russian in Rublev. That's tomorrow. Uh, demons look pretty good as well. How uh, old's the demon now? He's 28 maybe, I reckon. He's probably hitting his prime. Uh, he's playing the best tennis of his life. 24. Oh, wow, nice. I was way overs there. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Can't get the He, he is a 99 baby. There you go. Yeah, swap yeah, him. There we go. Him and Bo Nickel. That's what I must have, must have swapped them in my head from tennis to the UFC. So That's there'll it. be a lot of eyeballs on that one tomorrow. And then uh, I think as the rest of the fourth game, fourth rounders have been determined, uh, Herkats is through. Medvedev is through. Yep. Uh, so there's some so ongoing. So Zverev and Mickelson, they're playing now. Um, Cameron yep. Norrie got through Casper Ruud. So a few seeds starting to, starting to go through. And the, a lot of eyes will be on the two seed. Carlos Alcaraz, the future of tennis, yeah. already Ooh. has already has two Grand Slams under his belt. Um, so a lot of lot of pressure and expectation around him. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go something a bit fun. I'm gonna go Yannick Sinner for for the upset. Uh, hasn't dropped a set yet. I think he's looking pretty good. And mm. if you're dispatching 26 seeds and only mm. dropping four games, uh, I think you're the the world's your oyster. Also happens in Italians. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Once uh, the, the Aussies inevitably get out. knocked out, yeah, probably <laughs> jump on the uh, on the heritage. Yeah, German Italian heritage. Don't know about that. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> he's got like red, he does. He looks so not Italian. Okay, <laughs> click on him. Yannick Sinner. You ready? He's like a, <laughs> like a curly head red nut. Oh, there, there he is. Where's, yeah, he, right. where's he from? Uh, yeah, look. Even the nat- Monaco. No, nah, well, he lives no, in Monaco. He's but he's in Monaco from, click on that inch and yeah, South Tyrol. So this would be right on the border with Austria. Yeah, northern Italy. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, there you go. Hardly Italian. <laughs> Uh, you want to jump over the girls? Or well, any sort of yep. picks? Can, can someone beat the Joker? Uh, well, Carlos oh. did it last year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if if that's the way it's going, that's where the script seems to go. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's a few interesting ones. I'd, I'd like to see a demon go a little bit deeper and uh, maybe make a bit of noise, a bit of hometown uh, advantage for him. Mm. They'll, they'll be loud tomorrow. Mm-hmm. bit has been said about the crowds. A few of the players getting the shits saying that it's you too, know, too noisy. Too no- yeah, a bit too rowdy, a bit too bogan, uh, if you will. I like it. I'm <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Obviously, you've got to be quiet when they're trying to serve and shit, but yeah, it adds to, yeah. the, to the theatrics of it. And much like we've seen with sort of live golf in, mm-hmm. in the last few years, uh, you know, maybe brings in uh, uh, a new set of, yeah. of younger eyeballs. Uh, I feel like Australian yeah. has been like that the last couple of years. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I think you kind of expect it. You should expect it going into it that, you know, it's not going to be whisper quiet. It's not Wimbledon. So no. uh, it's a different sort of crowd. And we get the, yeah. the beautiful part of this country and beautiful part of Melbourne, uh, you know, the multicultural aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, it's not uh, unusual to see, 
you know, Greek mm. flags, Serb flags, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. all, all of these, uh, you know, European migrants that we have here in, in this beautiful country uh, really rally around uh, around their players. So yeah. often, you know, you, you'll watch a Sitsipas play or, you know, when Baghdadis used to play and it mm. felt like, uh, you know, it could be in Europe uh, given the, th- the multicultural nature of Melbourne. Yeah, I think they're pretty happy with the weather in Melbourne as well. It's been mid-20s, low-20s. Yeah, it hasn't been stinking hot. Yeah, not not the 30s, high 40s that they've been seeing on court temperatures. I think the hottest day I saw was next Wednesday at 32, so... Hey, uh, mm. that's just happened this afternoon. So Igish Fiantek is out. out. So she's the number yeah. one seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she must have just lost recently uh, to an unseeded Noskova. So that means uh, a lot of the top seeds are out. I think uh, 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 Rebarkana lost early. Can you just go back up to the seeds? You had to yeah, so Rabakin has gone, Pagula has gone, uh, yeah. Anjabur has gone, Sakari has gone. Well, of the top ten, there's two, two left, left, I think. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there's yeah. So Sabalenka, Coco Goff are the only two top ten left and we're not even through the fourth round yet. So mm. good chance uh, an unseated uh, girl is in the semifinal or possibly final. Sabalenka will be licking her lips now that oh, Shriantek's yeah. out too. So she's the defending, uh, big, strong Belarusian. Also doesn't get a flag, poor thing. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> gets dragged in with their shit. <laughs> uh, a little bit lacklustre now, you know, uh, Ash Barty's retirement leaves a huge hole in girls, well, well, girls right. tennis. Not, not, not only Ash but the Williams sisters. Like there's, there's yeah. a whole yeah. bunch of like that kind of generation of tennis is retired off. And I, know, I, was, I was going from an Australian perspective. Yeah, well, yes. I think there's six Aussie girls that were in this and mm-hmm. none of them got through the second round. Uh, Storm Hunter lost last night. Very rugby yeah. league name. You can see Storm <laughs> Hunter getting through to the fourth <laughs> round of, of uh, the Australian Open or playing second row for the yeah, fucking West yeah. Tigers. You know, it's a very rugby league name. Uh, but, yeah, I think all the Aussie girls are out. So, so I don't know. Quite fond of Sabalenka and her tennis ability, so might <laughs> jump on <laughs> jump on uh, jump on her for the for the rest of it. Uh, but yeah, lots of lots of unseated uh, uh, girls there in the fourth round for the yep. for the girls. Who's yeah, which seeds name? are still in here? Paulini, Azarenka, Zheng. Um, Zheng. I watched a uh, bit of that. That was on this afternoon against mm-hmm. the other Chinese girl. None there. Uh, and Coco Goff. Craig Kova's still there, and then Sabalenka, as Afa mentioned. So, yeah. so seeds are starting to run few and far between in the ladies. Yeah, I think you're looking at the, the top thirty there. There was like five or six Heaps left. Gone. So yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about it in the in the groupie a little. Uh, it's it's you know, and obviously the caveat with the men's you know over the last twenty years is often the seeds have been. Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, and they're Mm. always there, whereas a little bit of unpredictable nature uh, with women's tennis, particularly, like we say, with no no Williams girls, no Ash Barty, you know, it means um, that that it gives a lot of these younger girls the opportunity and also the fact that they play three sets. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, you you have to be on your game for a shorter uh, period of time, which means the margin of it for error right, is yeah. smaller. So yeah, drop a set, you drop, yeah, yeah, or, yeah even trouble. even you have your serve broken, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and you're down one yeah. set, and you've only been playing for thirty five minutes. Uh, you know, yeah. you could you could be looking at at, a, at an early round exit just you know within an hour hour and a half of play. Yeah, and compared to what we're talking about before with the boys and your playing five and you'd be playing at three, four o'clock in the morning. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got to sort that shit out, hey. That cause it, it's not good for viewing. It's not good for the players, obviously. Uh, and if you're the player, like, would you – like, surely they just get to a point where they say, okay, there's no play past, say, one o'clock. 
you know, would you rather just resume, have eight hours sleep? It does chew into their recovery time the next yeah. day. I think they've got a general idea on how long the games go. I think they've just got to start sooner. Like it. And they've yeah. got so many courts. The problem yeah. is when games go long on the main courts and yeah. it just pushes the, the late game later and later. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I don't know how, I can't do anything, at, you know, late in yeah. th- these days. When did, that ga- when did that game start? Do you, do you know I think at 11.30 I think it started, something like that. They, yeah. they were playing till no. 4 in the morning. Come back tomorrow morning. Fuck that. Mm. Yeah. That's silly. Uh, was that? That was a Medvedev game. The other night, I'm pretty yeah, sure okay. that yeah, it finished yeah. at like like ungodly hour. Yeah. Like yeah. I think they went straight to revolver uh, <laughs> for, for, for kick-ons. Like revolver was just yeah. just heating up at that time of the night, <laughs> allegedly. Um, so yeah, that's Australian Open. Next podcast we do, we'll have yeah. a have a winner. Uh, can anyone beat the Joker in uh, in the men's? Can anyone beat Sabalenka, the defending yeah. champ in the girls? Uh, so that game finished at three forty. Three forty was it on Friday yeah. morning? So I was throwing a little bit of mayo on there. That, that, so two, two they're probably rocking up the revs at four twenty. Yeah, so they had two women's matches lasting a combined six hours beforehand. Yeah, right. Including the oh, so that had the longest tie break in that's the right. history. So yeah. that's what they backed into. Yeah, that was a thirty-seven yeah. minute tie break or something. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like it was twenty-eight, twenty-six or some shit. That like can that, be a so. set sometimes, yeah. uh, especially in in, yeah. in in the girls. So. Uh, it certainly uh, hasn't lacked uh, entertainment value the first week and a bit of the Oz Open and now we mm. get to the real pointy end. So uh, looking forward to seeing how it all plays out and obviously uh, be wishing Alex Demon all the best uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. from an mm-hmm. Australian perspective. Uh, he'll be he'll be flying the, the, the flag. Anything else That's to it? touch on? No, I was just seeing if I could get a... Yeah, 11 o'clock start. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Perth Scorchers, four for 68. We'd spoken about it at the start of yeah. the podcast. We had the strikers. I got 156. Yeah, strikers going through. So uh, this will be the late night viewing here on your crazy Saturday night. They've scored, <laughs> uh, from memory, about 15 runs in the last five overs. Yeah, so they've right. really slowed them down. Cooper Connolly, he's uh, mm. he's going to uh, allegedly play for Australia uh, moving forward. Josh Inglis has played for Australia, probably plays a lot more. So uh, their chance to, to get some uh, some quality uh, runs here for the Perth Scorchers. Yeah, I'm just uh, seeing if there's anything interesting of late. These Smitty's in the chat, 49ers. He says 40 to 13, Niners. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the bookies uh, probably would, would agree. I think that they've given about 10-point head start. Uh, so we'll see how that all unfolds tomorrow. Uh, enjoy your NFL if you're watching that tomorrow. Enjoy the UFC if you're watching that. Uh, oh, Rugby League we didn't chat briefly on. Oh. Dragons, shit oh, show. Yeah. Corey Allen, poor fella, does an ACL. Ronald yeah. Falkman, they, they did an absolute yeah. disservice to him. I think and, uh, his agent was all kind of fucked it up, I think, too, as well. Yeah, like, possibly. And the Warriors knew something was going on. He yeah. probably knew. But anyways, they announced the signing. He comes over. Physio looks at his shoulder. The word that he used to describe his shoulder was a great medical term, said it felt like chocolate. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what kind of chocolate <laughs> we're going here. You know, Soft and brittle? Chocolate, or? yeah, chocolate that's been sitting, like, in, like the, ready to snap, been sitting yeah. in the car for, you know, the three days in a hot summer's day, <laughs> that kind of chocolate. Uh, but the poor bloke, they he failed his medical needs a shoulder rico, and they tore yeah. up the non-existent contract. So yeah, I think the Warriors dragons being dragons. Yeah. There. I think the Warriors let him go because he had a contract in place, and it's like, oh, they must know, and they're happy to sign him with knowledge of the injury. But yeah. they obviously didn't until he showed up, and they they um, tested him. So, which you know, it's not great uh, on. I think it's just a lack of communication probably across the board from everyone involved. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think which is typical rugby league. 
very rugby league, very <laughs> dragons. Um, yeah, sucks yep. for most parties involved, but it mostly sucks for him. No. Yeah. yeah, the rule change for NRL as well this season. Yeah, yeah so the dropouts. Yeah, so dropouts will be so if you kick it out off a dropout, it's not a penalty. Mm-hmm. Means that you'll be able to. Con- well, they as We'll probably go short dropouts more regularly, trying to contest the short dropouts, which we saw uh, sort of taking precedence last year anyway. Same from kickoffs as well. So Mm -hmm. um, can you – you can do a dropout from a kickoff, can't you? It doesn't have to be off the tee. No, it has to be off the tee. Has to be off the tee. Yeah, rugby. I know rugby definitely does. I was just like one of the – maybe it's an NFL thing. that It's allowed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you can do a drop kick in the NFL. But no one does it because the ball is just – it's. they always complain it's too hard to do Mm. a drop kick in the NFL. Anyways, a lot of people <laughs> finding this rule. Uh, yeah, the old heads are just yeah. like, oh, I'm not sure about this it's one. It's changed. I hate it. I'm scared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Um, it'll, I think it'll increase the amount of attempts, uh, which I think is mm. fun. I kind of see no real reason why I'd kick it deep anymore. And I, I think mm. maybe not 10, but if you're aiming for that sweet spot, maybe 20, mm. 20 metres. So you're dropping it on there 30, like – I don't think you lose anything on a, like a kickoff there or, or – Hard or to lose. contest at that date though. Yeah. I, I think if 20 is kind of a nice sweet spot of mm. you hit it at pace and it's kind of a, a jump ball. Mm. Um, so – and it depends on how much height you can get from – that's what I'm saying, yeah, from a drop drop kick. Like from the dropouts you get a lot more height on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from off the tee it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, but again, someone will figure it out, I think. And yeah, someone will work it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then someone, <laughs> someone will end up abusing it at the Mumble Storm. So – yeah, it would, would be very interesting if uh, some clubs towards the safe kind of figure out towards the middle of the season um, go like completely one way and they, that's all they do is they're just like, we run the risk, we'll take the short. Our defence is yep. good enough, we'll take shorts and we'll look for turnovers. Tactically yeah. as well, say you've got a lead, there's three minutes left in the clock. <laughs> say less, say there's 90 seconds left yeah. on the clock. Do you boot the fucking ball so far out of bounds? Yeah. Um, have time to set your defensive mm-hmm. line and, and go again from, yeah. from there. There's, that's the only sort of loophole that I could p- perhaps think. Yeah, or you, well, like you just said, try to drop it on the, the, the sideline. So you give yourself, say, 50-50. If it Chance, goes out, it then goes out. you slows yeah. the game down. Slows it down. Or you have set, an option to maybe steal it. Set your defensive it. line. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's the only sort of <coughs> thinking there. But I don't know. It's not a drastic rule change. I don't think it affects things well, we'll, too much. We'll It'll see be, what mm. happens with the pinpoint kickers. Um, I'm also surprised they didn't – like mm. it's preseason. Like, didn't test it. Did do you want to just do it? That will be the trial games and then we'll wait and see. Yeah. But yeah. NRL likes to pull the trigger these days. Yeah. So uh, that's it's been it's, announced it's, for the, the it's, season probably. It's quiet. It's the off-season. You've got to do something interesting <laughs> to get your – It hasn't been a scandal. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. have to be a scandal. That it's like no one's abused anyone. No one's hit their misses. We've got to get in the news. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the end of the podcast. We can yeah. fucking edit that out. <laughs> Uh, we know what NRL's like. They like to be in the media for good. I don't think the NRL reasons. likes it. I think the media. Likes <laughs> um, it. Yes, the media definitely likes it, so they can yeah. have the clickbait. It's yeah, it's been a very quiet off season, which has been very good. Um, besides, yeah. you know, dragons can't sign anyone um, hurt players, etc. But that's sad. Yeah, outside of that, it's yeah been a pretty good off season. Join the quiet in, in the NFL. All right, no point <laughs> signing off because this is uh, getting deleted anyway. See you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See you later.